This episode of the Guiltless Podcast is brought to you by Black Cat Barbershop. Open since 2018 and just voted by Scene Magazine as the number one barbershop in Cleveland. Black Cat Barbershop houses the absolute best barbers in the city with over 30 years combined experience. Black Cat offers a variety of services for all possible clients ranging from haircuts, beard trimming, close razor shaves, color consultations, and a variety of other packages. Located at 5405 Detroit Avenue and available for online bookings at www.blackcatbarbershop.com. You can also check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make your appointment with Black Cat Barbershop today. It's a, uh, it's funny you talk. Being from you know, like in in Hartford, I was always amazed by, you know, because here it's not like you can root for whoever you want, but you really shouldn't, right? Um, but then you know, places like Hartford, Connecticut, which is where you're from, yeah, you know, that's you almost are. I mean, you got to probably pick the one that's closest, but you still can kind of pick the one. I was always jealous of places like that and places like California to like transplant states so no one's from there. Or states where you have three teams yes. instead of just like you have the Cavs. Yeah, like what is the, the cutoff Browns. for the Bengals and the Browns and the Reds and the, the Guardians? I don't know. Is yeah. it Columbus? <laughs> I don't know. I've never met anyone who roots for the Reds, by the way. I feel I, I don't think they have Only fans. Only Cincinnati people. I don't think they have fans. I think they, go, they go, I mean, since my uh, my old college roommate, he's in Cincinnati. We go, the, we go down there sure. like, Maybe once or twice a year to hang out with them, but they are—they're like Browns fans, but they're not. I don't think anyone is actually like Browns. Well, Browns and Buffalo Bills fans. I—I I th- I don't think anyone can really. Everyone's like best fans in the world. Like, fuck off! You're nowhere close. Like those. <laughs> I, I think those. Oh, are, I know that those, my grandfather's a lifelong Bills fan. Psychotic. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, those are those are different kinds, and in and it's football too. Like you know. I think people really like the Cavs. I think people really like the Guardians. Um, honestly, if they left, I don't think anyone would care. <laughs> that we'd care for like a week, and then we'd immediately be like, "So Browns, you know, right, 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 Browns." But you know, you weren't here when the Browns left. That was, I mean, that was a that was a problem. That was an emotional problem for a lot of people. You yeah. know, people are quitting their jobs and getting divorced. <laughs> it's just it was a mess. But I've always I remember being out in San Diego, you know, Chargers. You know, yeah. Sunday I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I've." I've never been out here for like a football game. I kind of want to hit up the bars and see what it's like, and it's fun. But no one really no diehard Chargers because fans out no there. one's from San Diego. <laughs> right. Everyone like you go to like a bar to watch the game, you'll see seventy jerseys. It's like watching a game in Florida. You know, no one's from there. Right. You know, right. if you are, you need the internet and find out there's other places you can go. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's 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 just wild. So I, I was I was always a little bit jealous of people like that, unless like you know you live in Chicago in the '90s or right. you know New York ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I grew up uh, where I am in Connecticut because Connecticut's not big. But if you're Southern Connecticut, you're like New York everything. You I don't even think you acknowledge that you live in Connecticut. You just like New York extended. And like Northern Connecticut, <laughs> extended, yeah, yeah, like New Northern Connecticut, you're just like. 
you're in Connecticut. Like you, you own that you live in that state. But where I was was like equidistant between Boston and New York. It's about two and a half hours both ways. So my sports teams are completely split. I'm Yankees, Giants, but I'm also Bruins, Celtics. Okay. So, oh, okay. Okay. So I, I people are like, ah, oh, you know, fuck you. You're not like. You're well, they're mad here. because you got like that's four really good teams, right? Right. <laughs> like I have between between them all, I have like the most championships of any fan. Well, base. also it's it's the most it's the most I think uh, how do I want to put it like uh, historic teams. The Celtics is a historic team. The Bruins are historic teams. Oh yeah. The Yankees is a historic team. I mean, those are that that they're not must, new. They've been just, around. You must as well throw the Cubs in there. You know, <laughs> like it's just right. Right. Or the the Dodgers. You know, it's just those are those are America teams. Whether yeah. I know people don't like them, but they are still, like those are the teams. You know, you'll see Yankee hats in China. Oh, you know? I know. Like you're not going to see. Yeah, I went on a missions trip when I was a kid to Nicaragua with my dad, and we were walking around and. We looked around and we we saw like one Yankee hat. And we we're like, "Hey, Yankees! Like that's cool." And then we started noticing them everywhere. And then we started counting. And they were it's different. We, we were there for like I don't know, just shy of a week. And I think the grand total was like 150 something Yankee hats. And we we're like, "Man, we yeah, it's our crazy. Fan base is everywhere." <laughs> that's 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 America does have a very weird global impact. Some good, yeah. some bad for yeah. sure. You know, take away all the you know the war stuff that we love, but you know, it's a I mean. There's I don't know if you've ever seen the newsroom on HBO. There's a very there's a, a scene in there where they're getting ready to ramp up to cover the elections, and one of them said there's a reason why the entire world covers our elections. Yeah, it's wild to think about. And I was like, wow, that show I is never so good. think about. Uh, that no show one is... talks about it ever. Three seasons, and it's so and it's good, amazing, and, and and it's one of those rare shows where every season is just as good as the last season. It never and that's lost. Very me. hard to do. It never no. lost me. No, never. and and I would argue, you know, everyone's. I think. I think everyone thinks, you know, Jeff and they think Dumb and Dumber, but like yeah. that's honestly probably aside from playing like Atticus Finch on Broadway, I think that's like his best role. Like he killed that. Like he plays that character so well. Yeah, I, Jeff Oh yeah, he's fantastic. fantastic. He's really really good. Yeah. And uh it's also kind of a it's a it's a funny insight into what I think uh it is kind of like in media where there's like, yeah, I know that's a story, but no one's really paying attention to that. So Casey Anthony, you know, there's a, well, there's another, I don't know if you ever watch Veep is another, it's one of my favorites of all time. I've been wanting, it's on my list of like shows to get to, but I don't have time. Seven seasons. You won't regret it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Every, and honestly, you can watch the third episode in the fifth season and it's still funny. You don't need backstory. Right, right, right. The characters are great. And it's a comedy, obviously, but also you're watching Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus say some of the raunchiest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's hilarious. And she did Seinfeld. Great. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's And that's why it's funny. Right. You know, right. it's like when everyone heard Bob Saget stand up, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought this guy was like a family man. Is he America's dad? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but like he's, uh, but um, the thing that's funny about it is the way that some of those happen. And like House of Cards is, is similar to that too. Yeah, like when great people, except for the last season. <laughs> yeah, it got a little odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, because of the way that it kind of, it, it, and it makes a comical version of it, but it's the way that you see that things actually get done. Yeah. You know, like a Democrat will walk into a room and say, I'll sponsor your bill, but you got to throw this part in the bill that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. Right. And then they throw it in each other's face. Like, you sponsored this bill that did this. Like, yeah, but that's because you told me I couldn't do it unless I threw this in. It's just, it's a mess. And it, But they do it in a comical way. And I think yeah. that's probably the best way that anyone's going to ingest any type of political 
realm. That's why I thank God for like a John Stewart or a Trevor Noah. Oh, because that's what people are going to retain. You got to make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Trevor Noah, I'm sad that he's uh, moving on. I hope he does some some bigger and better things. But I mean, I, I don't know who they I don't know who they replace him with. I don't know. Well, it's just all that's anything that's and you can't even really call it mainstream TV or mainstream media anymore because no. it's not. It's I guess you can say it's corporate just because of where it's coming from. Mm. But I mean, no one's. It's just everything is just dying in terms of those are dying. What yeah. I mean is like you know you look at. All of it across the board, news for sure. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Fox, but that's because Fox goes toward the older people who still actually watch TV. Right. But you look at, and it's kind of what we were just talking about in terms of like the different sports, like the NBA final. NBA finals used to get forty million views. It gets like nine now. Right. It gets like nine in terms of like the ratings. Like it's still great. Yeah. But it's literally one fourth of what it used to be twenty years ago. People yeah. just aren't watching that. Golden Globes, Academy Awards, same thing. No one's watching that shit anymore. Right. I think. Like, with the news stuff, like, Fox News, the ratings do so well, I think, because they know exactly what their audience is. I think so, too. They're like, our audience is right-wing. We're going to bring everybody on who's right-wing, who... who we're we're gonna tell you what you want to hear, and you're gonna keep listening because that's what you want to hear. And I think (laughs) every other media source, that whether it's you know, CBS, NBC, whatever, they they try so hard to be objective when they're not like they claim that they're they're like like, oh we're we're giving you all the news from an unbiased perspective no where i get my news is the bbc the british people have it down they completely you want unbiased news turn on like pbs at like 1 (laughs) a.m you'll hear some british dude and now we go to the bbc and now it's and it's on at 1 a.m because like no one's watching it they're like they're like (laughs) And a fight broke out in India. And there's like, there's a fight in India? Like, no one told me about that. And the only place you'll hear it is the BBC at 1 a.m. <laughs> you know, it's wild, too, because and you, I, you're 100% right. The, and that's where, that's why ones like CNN and MSN are, they're the, that's why they are so low in terms of their ratings. Yeah. CNN is actually trying right now because they got rid of, uh, I forgot his name, kind of like a pudgy guy who looks like a circle in a suit. What the <laughs> fuck is his name? Chris ah, Christie, St- uh, Stelter, Brian oh, Stelter. Yeah, sorry, because they mean. tried. They tried to bring Chris Christie. You remember that? They tried yeah. to bring Chris Christie on there for election coverage. Yeah, and then they tried to give him his own show just to be like, yeah, we hire Republicans too. Like, yeah, and that's okay. why they're. And, and that's the thing is that they they try. I mean, just recently, Don Lemon. And I don't have anything against Don Lemon, right? Uh, but you know, he was on I think Colbert show. And even Colbert was like, obviously CNN's you know a liberal news, right, right. and Lemon's like. I don't think we've ever been liberal, and everyone, even the crowd's like, "Come on, Come on dude. dude!" But that's why those shows don't work because right. everyone's like, "Just right." You know, Fox is just like, "Hey, man, we're pretty open about it. We're right. a conservative, hundred percent." And when we bring on a Democrat, I promise you, there will be three Republicans surrounding them, and then we're going to post a clip, and the clip is going to be titled "Democrat Gets Dismantled." Right. <laughs> and, but and they're like, "But that's what we are," and people are like, "At least you're honest." And 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 I think I think that would be like. America, I don't think, is ever going to get back to the Walter Cronkite. Era no, that's gone. Of like, There's too much revenue in this. This is just, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, like that's that. like that's just not going to happen. So I think the way to do it is everyone just like give the media like as you believe it to be, because that's what people are going to believe anyway. Yeah. Like, like if I if I tell you that that guns are great and everyone should own them, if you believe guns are great and everyone should own them, you're going to be like, hell yeah, yeah. like I know what yes. channel that's on. And if you <laughs> right, and if you don't. If you say guns are bad and they're they're killing a bunch of people, 
if you also believe that, you're going to be like, yeah, 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 you're right. Like, so I think the way to get balanced media is if you actually were like, if like CNN was like, came out and was like, yeah, we're a liberal media. Be like, okay. Because then all the liberals are just going to listen to them. Cool. And then Fox yeah. has the conservatives and then everyone just kind of like already gets what they're getting out of it anyways. I just feel like there's so much like smoke and mirrors. It, it, there is. And, and then it gets like scary when you think about like the social media part. Like when I, what, I, what was it? The, uh, the something, I don't know. It, it was not, it was something that I found out because a documentary about the way I didn't know. I knew about the algorithms, but I didn't know the impact that it would have because if you're a, like if you're a left-leaning person and you're scrolling through Facebook and you always click on or like or comment It'll on, only show you that. That's all you see. That's insane. So all the shit that you either really like or fucking drives you crazy, that's that's all you're going to see. That yeah. is terrifying. Oh, it's awful uh, because it, it, pushes, it pushes a mindset and it doesn't ever like open the door to other possibilities it or other It gives that person the thought that that is all that's out there. Well, yeah. You're like, of course it's bad. This is all I see in my feed. Like, and that's why there's, so that's why there's, more. that's why they're like, yeah. if you're a, if you're extreme right or extreme left, like that's why you believe yeah, everything yeah. you believe to the T because you know, as far as you that's know, all you know, as far as you know, that's all that's like, that's I have a buddy, he lives there. in Texas and he, he's, he's, he likes to say he's not a right wing, but sure. he's super right. And everyone does. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a liberal. Everyone's not, a like, centrist. Yes. Until right, you ask right. him a I am in the middle. Until which, you ask him a question. <laughs> right. You ask him a question. You, you right I'm away. I'm a centrist. Like, what do you oh, think okay. about this? Fucking immigrants. Right. 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 You're like, oh, I'm in the middle. What do you feel about guns? I want them. Like, you're like, oh, okay. I have three on me. Right. Right. Which one do you want to see? But he's always sending me videos about like election fraud and a, like about like uh, t- b- things that Biden says or all these videos. And like, d- I'm like, dude, do you ever see anything on your feed that's like pro Biden or pro this? He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, well, that's that's like you sending me this doesn't mean yeah. it's fact. Like, th- like the yeah. things coming up in your feed just because they're on their feed doesn't mean it's fact. The whole like you can't trust Google thing is like. Yeah, I, don't know, I feel like. Do you think now... everyone really hates Biden because just because you haven't seen it? Right, right. I mean, I look, someone voted for him. I mean, yeah. shit. It's right. A, yeah, it's a wild time, man. And yeah, it's a. I, 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 I don't know. I think we're getting to a place where I think people at least will admit it. That like, yeah, man, I don't really like watching things that are pro-Trump, or I don't really like watching things mm-hmm. that are pro-Biden or this or that. I just don't like. I don't know. Maybe if we just can be honest. This next election, I am super curious what's going to happen. I really don't know. I just want someone who is younger than It's the... Gavin Newsom. It's got to be someone I, young. So legitimately, if, I, if I'm if i in charge of either party, yeah. if I'm in charge of the Republicans, I'm like, it's DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard. You guys are going to walk away with it. Man, I like Tulsi Gabbard. And and not and, and this and when I'm saying this, this is not a because I think they're and I do like Tulsi too. Yeah, I'm not saying they're. And great. I think she could have. I think she could have won by herself, but she left the Democratic Party, I and agree. that was her biggest issue. Yeah, like, there's that's... too many people on the other side. They're like, yeah, we like her, but you know, woman. Uh, yeah, but if she was, <laughs> if she, if she decided to run as a Democrat, then I think she'd win hands yeah. down because she's young, she's a woman, and most people who are Republican are like, yeah. I take her over whoever. I think a lot. I I, I think I've met so under- many Republicans that are like, I don't like Democrats, but Tulsi's not bad, and well, and that's got, where you get unification. Got, that, that so Tulsi's the one that can kind of throw everything off because it's kind of confusing, right? Because she's a woman, service record, literally kind of a centrist. Like yeah. like she is very democratic in a lot of views, and but she's also 
Republican and other views. Like that's one where people are like, ah, <laughs> right. that's confusing. I don't know. Right, right, right. Let's just right. vote for someone else. Right. But if I'm a yeah, if I'm Republican, I think the way to I think that's an easy win. And again, it's not a because I think that's a great ticket that does a great job. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in terms of do you want to win? That's what I think. Winning for me on the Democratic side, grab Gavin Newsom. Because mm-hmm. people just I'm not, again and and very much I don't think he would be a very good pick. Right. I mean that dude just like And then I'd throw I'd throw uh Pete Buttigieg as his VP. I could th- like, I could see that because that. that encompasses all the boxes. You're hitting and, you're checking all the boxes. Yeah. Which is again, it's funny that we, I know we're saying that like in a cause we're talking about to win, not right. good. And I'm not saying that Pete is bad. No, no. But, we're thinking like you want to win, you got to check boxes. We right. haven't even mentioned a policy. <laughs> no, right? No, no policies, just people. But like, people that's... like looking at Gavin Newsom because he's. I, I do agree with the the fact that we can't have a twenty five year old, and we also can't no, have an eighty five year old. We can't have an eighty five year old. We need president. someone in the fifty range. Like we need my, someone that's the president, young. the president cannot be old. like I'm twenty five. The yeah. president should not be older than my grandparents. Like that, like the, Call the current him, but president. I'm like, the current president is older than all four of my grandparents. Like that's combined. That, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. All of them combined. Yeah. It's um, but that it, and mainly be, and, and legitimately, I, I'm thinking this because it's it's too uh, the, the joke that stands out to me so much. I think explains the presidency is uh, it was at Obama. One of Obama's. What is? It, what are the uh, the the dinners that they do? The correspondence dinner mm-hmm. where they have a comic usually, and it was. I think it was Seth Meyers. Okay, was like when you got into office, you look like the old Spice guy. Now you look like Louis Gossett Senior. <laughs> and no, it's it, true. They it was funny, so but crazy because they know shit you're not supposed to know. Yeah, the stuff like remember Bill Clinton when he got into office? Oh yeah, full head of white hair when he left. You yeah. look terrible. Yeah. Because I mean, that's eight years of knowing all the horrible things that are actually going on in the world. And, you and, that, do you, that, and that you may or may not be the cause of those things. Like that's at the very least you look thing. the other way or signed off. Right, right. Or you you like, man, all these drone strikes, like those are cra- and I think like every president in like the last like twenty years has dealt with a drone strike that definitely had like civilian casualties. And then they've got to like live with that, which is Oh crazy. fuck yeah. And every one of those the colonel, the general, whatever, is like, all right, we're going to go and we're going to give them the review of the drone strike. How many civilians died? Okay, you're going to want to cut that into one-tenth, and that's the number we give him. I feel like the most thankless job in American politics is probably, like, the attorney general. Or, like, like someone, like, high up that, like, you were nominated by the president, but, like, no one will ever remember your name. Like, but, there's, there's, I, I One step further... Go at when you leave here. Ask the next ten PBC what the attorney general is. We're right. What do they do? No one knows. What do what they that do? Is. I mean, I don't even know if I know what they do. But like, that's like anyone, like even the cabinet in general, like the cabinet. Th- these guys are making decisions. Like no one talks about cabinet members. It's all uh, President Biden signed this today. President Trump signed this today. It, there, no one talks about what the cabinet members are doing. Yeah, which is like. These these are wild. these people run the country yeah. and no one hears about them. And then after they leave, the only the only reason you hear about Trump's cabinet members is because they're being brought into court to talk about Trump. That's it. Like because they're all under indictment. Right. They're all under <laughs> indictment. That's the only reason you know their name. Like Steve Banyan. Like no one's gonna know Banyan unless like he's being Man, brought I in. I saw like, a wild documentary about that dude, and it's a it's it's I was just like how have I not heard of this dude before? Like, I'm know? not pro-Trump. I'm not anti-Trump. But, like, with all the documentaries about, like, crazy shit that, like, anyone in the Trump campaign did, like, 
you got to say that there's like truth in like some of that. Like, well, it's the Cosby, you don't know like it, what's true, but it, like it's, it's it's the it's like the Bill Cosby, Deshaun Watson. Oh you right, know, it, it's that right. Thing. It's like I'm sure some of them are lying. Like he's They're a rapist, but eighty nine women. Like <laughs> like that's. That's all no. 89 got together and decided to lie about this. Give me a fucking break. No, I'm not saying that when the number got to 30, somebody was like, all right, I could probably jump in here because who's going to notice at this point? Yeah, no, no. Same one thing will. with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm just like 27 or 28, whatever that number is. Give me a break. Three, four, five, six, seven. Cool. And then which like, which is why, which is why that kind of thing is both uh, really helpful and dangerous at the same time. Sure. Because, you know, there are terrible people in the world like Bill Cosby. Like I believe like, I believe those women. Like, I think that happened. Yeah. But like, like, it gets to a point where like, you know, m- maybe maybe you know, someone gets in an argument with someone, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that person raped me." Doesn't guy girl doesn't matter. And then it's just a he said she said. But then they're like, "Hey hey, you're my best friend. Like, go up and just say that happened to you too." Like, and then like before you know it, there's like twenty people that are all you just can't like, say that's so ever like happened. Yeah. so. I think it's great that, like, there are people that are being heard because those stories are awful and horrific. But, yeah. like, at the same time, like, the I'm reverse sure someone, of that. I'm sure someone can jump in and pile yeah, on. Yeah, you can bandwagon sure. on that. And no one, will, no one will add. No no one. You, you want to be the piece of shit that's like, that didn't happen to you. Maybe you. Like, definitely not you. Yeah, right. Like, that's <laughs> no terrible. One wants no, to one, say no one that. wants to be that person. No, fuck that. And, and, and if you see that person, even if you think they're right, you're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the, like, can you imagine just like having to be that dude that had to like like later on in R. Kelly's career? Oh, like, <laughs> if like a twenty six year old's like he raped me, you're like mm, you're not as tight. <laughs> if you actually had to like be like, so I don't think that that happened because you know she's like in her mid twenties. That's Ew. not his thing. <laughs> yeah, the, I know. I I I very much agree because yeah, I mean, there's no way. There's no way that that many people got together and told the same story. It, it just doesn't happen right, that way, right. you know. So obviously Cosby is is very guilty. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, I mean, we haven't even seen the end of the Deshaun Watson thing, man. We just haven't. It's not done. Bye. And I, also, can everyone please keep in mind this dude's like 26, and we just gave him 250. He's, he's a year million. older than me. He is not <laughs> done getting in trouble. He's just fucking. Basically, we gave him 250 million guaranteed reasons why he's bulletproof. <laughs> right. That dude's I, it's not really done. funny as someone who's not from Cleveland to roll into Cleveland because I've only lived here for like two months. So it's really funny to turn on. Oh, what's the what's the sports radio station that everyone listens to? Uh, is it the fan? Is that what it's, it's called? It's one of them, yeah. Yeah, but so I turn on it. That's my like my drive to work is listening to these guys, and like these are like die hard. Like they were born like Cleveland Orange. Like they just like they come out looking like Trump. Like it's the they're just wildest. like that and show? they're they're yeah they're they're just talking nonstop about like Deshaun Watson this Kevin Stefanski this like what is the problem and it's like I have like. I'm a fan of my teams, but like if I listen to the media covering my teams, no one cares as much about my teams as these guys care about the Browns specifically. Like oh, yeah, when yeah. they talk about the Cavs, they're just like, uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, we got another we, game. We got another out. game. We'll Same happens. with the Guardians. Like got a new t-shirt. we were the youngest team. We were the youngest team in the playoffs. We lost. That's okay. We we played the Yankees. We should lose. It's like you you're the Browns, you're like, you you probably have more losses. As a Browns fan, than you do combined between the Cavs 
and the Guardians. Like, Which is crazy because the season's like one-fourth of the Right, line. right. And they're still like, why are we such a losing team? We legitimately team? had a two-year span where we won one game. Right, right. Two years. And I and I guarantee those same guys were like, well, what's the problem? It's like, you're the Browns. That's I don't know. The probably problem. The o- I think it's probably the offense, defense, and coaching. Right, right. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> right. And every time I turn it on, if it's a Browns win, they're still like, should we fire Stefanski? It's like, you just won. Like, we are not last a, week I listened we're and you a, lost by like 30 and you're like, should we fire Stefanski? We are Why not, is that? We are not an un... We're, we're an un... I remember... I, I had like a three-year span where I just kept walking into... Like Browns tickets, I have I have never paid for a Browns game, and I've been to like twenty. I just kept walking in. All it. my friends are like, the Browns are so expensive, but I've been like fifteen times. Easily. Like, <laughs> it's like Dave, I've, I've seen tickets. Dave Matthews five times. I've never paid. There's always an extra Dave Matthews ticket. <laughs> no, my buddy, doubt. my buddy, my buddy, Dave Matthews was in Connecticut before I moved, and he was playing there in the summer. And my buddy was like, "Yo, yo, yo, you wanna you wanna go see Dave Matthews?" And I was like, "Dude, I've never I've never listened to Dave Matthews." He's like, "Bro, I'm gonna give you oh, some I'm, albums, I'm listen, and a... then you can go with me." And I was like, "No, yeah, like easy. it's not Led Zeppelin." <laughs> this, no, Dave Math, like beat up, like that's just like I've all heard one song, music. I've heard all of his albums. Right, <laughs> you, it's like uh, what is it? He's like. I don't even know what genre of music he plays. It's like rock jazz. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what it would be. But either. he's like he's like uh he I feel like he and Nickelback are in the same like you heard one song, you've heard them all category. Like they're in the category of like they've sold forty million albums, you can't find one person to admit they bought it. <laughs> there's there's like, a, you I like Nickelback? Like, like no bro. No. <laughs> you like you like Nickelback? Look at this photograph. It's like that's the only song you know. Like you, you can't say you like Nickelback if you only know the one song nah. that's famous. Like nah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I think the uh, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm such a bad interviewer. But the uh, it's okay. No, it was uh, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Brown. So like, we're uh, super unforgiving. So the year that we got that we drafted Johnny Manziel, of course, yeah, we're yeah. all like Johnny what a great Football. Idea. What a great idea. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm bigger than that dude. <laughs> and uh, so we were, I cannot, I think it was Hoyer was our, our quarterback at the time. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Hoyer. And, uh, and, you know, he was a solid quarterback. He did yeah. well, you know. Yeah. Um, finally, after, because nothing's ever gone wrong in a football game that cannot be laid at the feet of the quarterback. It just doesn't, at least not here. Right. You know, we can, you know, I mean, we can fumble the ball seven times and we can, you know, allow 70 points. We're like, Fucking Baker Mayfield, <laughs> but uh, so finally, like halfway through the season, they uh, Baker Mayfield, um, Baker Mayfield, uh, Johnny Manziel was going to start, and I just came across these tickets, and I mean, I was like on the third yard line, like twelve rows up, yo, and I'm just like, okay, this is kind of cool, and Johnny Manziel, not to the surprise of actual football analysts, was like. He did horrible. <laughs> he threw like three. He threw three interceptions in the first half. One of which was a penalty, so it got called back. But he technically threw three. And halfway through the second quarter, everyone's like, "Put Hoyer in! What the fuck?" <laughs> like we all forgot about how we've been calling for Manziel for six games. Right. He plays. We're like, "Oh my god! I can't believe we're doing this." It's just we just we we yeah. have the. And the Browns, Browns fans like, have a very short attention, uh, like a forgiveness span, I guess. And like Cleveland sports, like if you go to, <laughs> I feel like if you go to a Browns game or if you listen to Browns fans talk about, like as an outsider, you would never want to be a fan of that team. Everyone who is a Browns fan is miserable. No one is excited. They're all just like, I was born a Browns fan. I'm just stuck here. 
It's like people that live in Ohio. They're like, I lived in Ohio. Like, I've done enough things. I'm just stuck here. But, like, if you went to a Cavs game as your first, like, intro. It's fine. You, you'd be like, Cleveland sports are amazing. Amazing. Like, I'm, I'm forever. Like, I went to my first. So, my first NBA game was a Cavs game. And I went, like, it was a couple months ago. Because, like, <laughs> I'm a fan of teams whose tickets are too expensive. So, you go, like, two times a year. But, like, Cleveland sports, like, like with the exception of the Browns, the worst team in Cleveland, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> those those tickets are expensive. But, like, you can find really good Cavs tickets for really cheap when oh, they're yeah. not playing, like, you know, the Celtics. Agreed. And so, like, mm-hmm. I went and uh, I was, like, they were playing the Knicks. And I was, like, cool. I'll get to see the Knicks. Cavs, they're good. It was to be cool. I go. I was, like. It was almost sold out playing the Knicks, who aren't that good, and it was a regular, like, Tuesday night. Yeah. I was like, it is sold out, and the energy in here is like a playoff game. This is electric. I love this. But, like, if I went to a Browns game, I feel like, I mean, people are yelling, but, like, everyone's just, like, miserable. (laughs) I've seen some shit at Browns games, too. (laughs) Like, the, I don't know, Browns fans are kind of like that, like, they're super optimistic openly but then like in their heart they know yeah they're they're like like that factory worker that has four kids and then realizes he's about to have a fifth like he's gonna tell everyone it's gonna be fine but he knows he's fucked <laughs> you know like he's excited but he's he's yeah. wanting to kill he's gonna tell his friends like so excited to have a fifth baby in his mind he's just like i couldn't afford the third one <laughs> you know i know this isn't gonna work out and i'm gonna have to do some crime he's he's, <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to like uh pawn off his brown season tickets that he somehow yeah. still oh, has <laughs> He's like, I can get a couple grand for that. We're all still stupid. But yeah, every Sunday, like, it's the same thing, man. 6 a.m., people are just filling that me. I, again, I've seen some wild, crazy. My the, the, the two best Brown stories I have are both, again, tickets I never paid for. Um, <laughs> I got sweet tickets from a company that I used to work for, and I remember seeing uh, uh, Bernie Kosar there. Okay. So yeah. just so you know about Bernie Kosar, he is a, a legend. One of the sweetest people you ever meet in your life, and completely gone upstairs. So many. I've heard him on the radio. Why they put that man on the radio? I don't know. No idea. He's like, I don't do it a co-star impression, but he's just like, he sounds like Joe Biden. Yeah. Which is like, he's like, and you're just you like, can do oh. a Joe Biden. You can do a, a Bernie co-star impression by doing fill Joe your Biden. mouth with peanut butter and marbles, <laughs> and then answer something about prevent defense. Right. Like that. That's and it's he's such a sweet, but he was in that time when concussions were like rub dirt on it and get back in there right and he had a lot of them you know and then i think some pills whatever but i saw him right after and it was very highly publicized that he had a dui Mm. i saw him the next day at the browns game (laughs) and he's walking down the hall for some reason it's me and him and my wife in this hallway by ourselves like this 50 yard this huge (laughs) hallway i'm like where the fuck is everybody it's everyone and i want to talk to him so bad because i've always loved him i grew up watching him and i know he's a very very nice guy but i'm like I literally just got done reading about his DUI. There's no way he's going to want to talk. And we get within about 10 feet, and he looks at us and just gives us a thumbs up like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> he's like, I'm drunk now. <laughs> but he's just, you see him now, he's just like the sweetest guy, you know? But yeah. that's just, that's just the way that it is here. It's just, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I think like they I... gave him like a, like a three hundred K just BS, you know, cleat just to help him out. Right, right, Cause right. Cause he's a legend. You yeah. Know, everyone no, wants I him went to, be taken to care of. I went to, uh, my, uh, I went to the, there's a, a Buffalo Wild Wings in Avon Lake, and I went to that, Ooh, the Buffalo Wild stop Wings. Stop bragging. Yeah. <laughs> went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, I sit down to watch, because I, it was, uh, the, the U.S. was playing the game to get into the, the round in the World Cup, the next round of the World Cup, and I'm watching this game, 
And this lady, the 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 waitress comes over and she's like, hey, like, there's a there's a Cleveland Browns legend in the building. And so we're giving out free Browns glasses. And so she, like, hands me a, a beer glass that, like, is is decorated to the teeth of, like, Browns memorabilia. And she's like, like, do Jesus you want one? Chalice. And I was like, I'm not a Browns fan, but yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, like, And they're handing these out to everyone. And then it's the, the end of the night, like, I'm walking out and I see all these guys looking around to, like, like steal up these glasses that no one wanted. Like it's just like they're like, do you want that? Like you gonna you gonna finish that? It's like not you even the beer. Finish. Not even the beer. It's like they just like dump the beer out of the mug and just like keep the mug. And it's just, there's a couple there that finished your beer. I promise. Okay. I'm you. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's I don't know. It's a different uh it's a different animal. It's just it and I remember always going back to even when I was a kid, you know, like uh uh, Cavs games and Guardians games, or back then Indians games, was uh, always a fun experience. Browns always felt different because it was almost like it was something was on the line for all of us for some reason. It was yeah. weird. But Cavs games are still a blast. I love going to Guardians games. Oh, so fun. I went over this summer. They played, oh man, they played the Tigers. Um, my girlfriend's dad brought us all. He had tickets, and uh, we're, we're sitting. Like, I think, like, five rows back on the first base side. Like, we're super oh, close wow, that's to the nice. Like, yeah, nice spot. And it was the first time I'd ever been in the stadium. I was like, that is a gorgeous stadium. I love that stadium. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, the Tigers are not that good, but it's a division game, so it's going to be great. Like, that's just how division games work. If you're not a fan of sports, if you don't know, division games are always great regardless of records. Like, the being a Giants fan, I know this. If you play the Commanders, the Eagles, or the Cowboys – Game's going to be amazing regardless of if you guys suck or not. That's just how it is. Took me a second right there to realize who the commanders were. Yeah, I know, right? It's terrible. It's it's better than the Washington football team. Are you kidding me? I'd have bought that fucking jersey. (laughs) Who are you rooting for? The the, the football team? (laughs) I'm part of Football Team Nation. I don't know who I'm rooting for. For like, I was like, just one of those football teams. I was like, that marketing team got fired for sure. Because they're like, we can't come up with anything. Let's just do this. And I was like, really? Supposedly, one of the names on the table was the, the Roadhogs. Or the Warthogs, like the Washington Warthogs. And I, I, I think that's cooler than the Commanders. Like the Warthog, I think that'd be kind of cool. I'd be like, just go through all animals. You can come across something. <laughs> the, yeah, right. And I don't understand why you can't my, – my grandfather brought this up. He's like, why why can't they they just use like the, the – what are they, the, the Senators? That's their hockey team? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're, back in the day, like towns would use the same – name for multiple teams and i don't understand why they couldn't do that like that you already have all the merch all the like the stuff for it like the senate i don't know why and maybe this is just because i'm super immature and why no one would ever ask me to do this i i I think they should have uh they should have like picked a name that was already in the nfl and just changed it slightly (laughs) like we're the bangles but like (laughs) b-a-n-g and then like you can't get mad it's a different name (laughs) Or the Bengalese. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it takes or like the the dwarfs instead of the giants or the like the large men. We're gonna be the fins. Not the dolphins. There the fins. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're gonna be the porpoises. Uh we're gonna be the orange. Not the browns. The yeah. orange. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's just I'd have been like, I'm again. I'd have bought that jersey. I'm like, I don't care. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's oh, it's buying the buying the the jersey of the Washington football team is like buying a fill in the blank jersey. It's like we don't know what it is, but we'll know later. Fill we can the tell blank you. jersey is essentially if you buy a QB jersey in Cleveland because <laughs> it's going to be useless in like seven months. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no buying. I feel like unless unless it's like Tom Brady or like Peyton Manning, like buying a jersey of a quarterback is not yeah. not smart. I have, you can uh, buy a running back because the running backs yeah, will yeah, be yeah. good for two years and then they'll retire. You, uh, I, I think you got to go classic. Like I have a Bernie Kosar jersey. Oh yeah, like, go classic. Sure. Celtics buy a bird. Buy oh, a yeah. McHale. Bird. Yeah. Anyone who's know? anyone who's retired or isn't on that team anymore. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can do that. I, I think but... you can do. I think some. I think every team has a classic. Every team has yeah. a. Like has I have a, a. I have an Odell Beckham jersey from the Giants, and I like can't wear that. I mean, I do because it's my jersey. Well, but football's like, different. But like, it's different yeah. because he's not on the team anymore. Football's so it's like different. And so also, I'm gonna buy a Manning jersey. That'll be my next jersey. Yeah, that's a classic. That's, that's a, a safe one though. He won. He won two Super Bowls. No one's gonna classic. get mad. No one's no gonna one get mad at you for that. Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna get mad. Exactly. You can still wear LeBron Cavs jerseys. No one's gonna get mad at you for that. Heck no, because he's. Why are you wearing that? Like he wanted to tie. Like, sorry, enjoy your. But 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 if he didn't, then it then goes fuck back him, to fucking. He's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Then and then that jersey is not good anymore. Yeah. Then we can burn that. Yeah. But I yeah. think you could still burn a Kyrie jersey. <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a time where you could not burn a Kyrie jersey. <laughs> no, you could. You could. Yeah, you could burn it all around the world. But in his case, it's flat. So you know, it's. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you don't even have to burn his jersey. Just throw it off the edge. <laughs> What a nutcase. He, he calls is. himself a free thinker. Yeah, that dude's a YouTube intellectual. He's a fucking dummy. I feel like he and uh uh what's what's his name? Kanye? Well Kanye, yeah, but also uh Paul, the Paul brothers. No. Logan Paul, Jake Paul. I feel like they all have the same energy. Like they're all just like I feel like they're all friends. Loud they all, they all have a little group chat. Like <laughs> a lot of reach, no intellect. Right, yeah. They they get all the thirteen year olds that by their merch. I feel bad. I do. Like uh, that whole Kai. Actually, wait. We're yeah. We're about thirty-five minutes in, so I should probably introduce you. Uh, <laughs> We've had all this dialogue. No one cares about. That's what I'm talking about. I am fucking. So Who is bad this guy? At, I'm so bad at this. I am. Okay. So no. What? Pronounce your last name. It's Picari. Picari. Yeah, Picari. you said it right the first time. You well, would not fine. believe how many of these I've gotten fucking wrong. Ones that I am like, I'm like, oh, is your name Joe Smith? Like, actually, the S is silent. Like, I like that'll happen. Where I'm I, like, I listened. I, I listened. Uh, you had a you had a woman on. Uh, like two weeks ago or a week ago, like one of the last podcasts you did, you had a, a woman on. I don't yeah. remember her name, but like I listened. The intro was the same. You were like, "I'm yeah, so like, bad. I, I got the name right this time. Yeah. I never get it right." Lisa I was like, Quine. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Lisa yeah, Quine. yeah, yeah. But some and even ones I'm like, I had one. Uh, this woman, uh, Rachel Koenig from no Koenig <laughs> from Shore Society. Even so, now, <laughs> but the way it was spelled, I was like, I knew like five Koenigs growing up, right? And I was like, I'm good. And she's like, Actually, it's Koenig. I'm like, Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just I'm like even when I think I got it I just yeah. I don't. But you're um so obviously comedy is something you do but yeah. One of the things I was thinking about is because impressions are such a big part of what you do. I know it's a big yeah. part of your act. Is when people ask like kind of what you do? Do you say comedy? Do you say impressions? Do you say both? Um, I don't well, know about the label in terms of like what you do. I don't I, know. I well I I do a lot of I, I've just started getting into the stand up space. I've more so just been creating content digitally. So like I, I, I have for the while was going just by like content creator, and then be like, oh, what is that? What what do you create? And well, when you say just started, like so, how long comedy was? Uh, I feel like I saw a video of you from two years ago. Yeah, no. So I I've been doing stand up, quote unquote. I my first stand up set was like two years ago. Oh, I mean, so, okay. Yeah. So two years. I've only been doing it for two years, but in that two years, I took like a year long break. 
So, so, uh, so it's really only been doing stand up for like a collective like six months. Maybe. Well, during that time, I think a lot of us took a, in two years. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of us took a year long break on a lot of stuff. It's so funny though because my first set was, uh, well, my first ever gig. I was doing these videos on TikTok and they got viral. And this lady reached out to me and she's like, "Hey, we'd like you to MC an event in California." And I was like. I read the message like three times because it's an email, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is definitely this Sorry. is definitely staying. Roscoe upstairs or downstairs for fuck's sake, buddy." <laughs> this dog's doing a tap routine. Well, it's because he's like you know he's he's you know he's seventy pounds, but he's only twelve inches off the ground. <laughs> buddy, go lay down. Sorry, it's literally in every episode. It's him walking up and down. It's like a fifty pound tarantula going up and down the steps. Um, yeah, no. So like, I'm reading this, and That's I'm kind like, of wild. Yeah, I'm like, this is wild. But I'm my first thought was, this isn't real. Yeah. Like this is not like this is a spam email. Like so, I was like, yeah. I replied. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll totally MC your event in California. And she uh, replied, or like one of her um, one of her assistants replied and was like. Uh, sounds wonderful. We'll be in touch in a couple a couple months or so to set up all the details and get you get you all set for that. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I forgot about it. A couple months later, she, uh, the assistant emails me back and she says, "Hi, Mr. Picari. Like, we're uh, we're super stoked to have you MC our event in a couple months. Um, we just need to get like your um, your uh, payment information so that we can send you." Uh, reimbursement for whatever flights you want to buy out here and we'll set you up at this hotel and we'll yada 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 they gave me all the details and I was like wow this is legit well yeah and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah okay so they flew me out there first class and where where in California uh, it was in uh LA <sighs> sexy and the but the <laughs> well even sexier because it was uh it was in Malibu Oh, okay. So, like, I'm, like, driving on the highway, and there's, like, the Iron Man house on my left, and, like, you know, the the ocean and the beautiful sunrise on my, my right. It's gorgeous. Yeah, that whole city's a oh, fucking postcard. Yeah. yeah. So, I get, I get flown out, and I do this, I do this event, and it's, like, I, um, it was some sort of, like, society for basically rich, what I think are, like, mostly right-wing people. And it was like it was such a weird like, and it was the middle of COVID too, mind you. So like, oh, I get Scientology. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But like, like you know, in the movies, like all the rich people are like, oh, I just bought this house in wherever. Like I'm vacationing here. Exactly right. That happens. Really? That happens. I'm sitting down just waiting for the results because like everyone there got a COVID test just to make sure that like. Oh, okay. It was yeah. around that time. Yeah, yeah, where, okay. yeah. So they're doing rapid. This was literally like December 2020. So this was like right before 2021. So this was like. Like middle of like COVID and like hibernation <laughs> for everybody. Well, and and still not not an odd time for people to be asking for like vaccinations and tests right. and stuff like that. But in California, who's a lot more? Yeah. that's a little crazy. But yeah. because it's a little bit higher end, yeah, 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 maybe the rules aren't the same. Right. So so they're doing all these COVID tests. So I'm waiting for my results, and all these people in suits are just like milling about, and I'm just like listening <laughs> to conversation because like I'm just like. At this point, I'm like a 23 year old kid who like it doesn't feel like he's supposed to be there. Like his suit costs like not even half of what these suits these people are wearing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like my suit was like you know I bought it from Sears, you know, <laughs> like hundred bucks. Yeah, of course. Like, so so like I'm I'm sitting there and all these people are like yes, like uh, my daughter just vacationed here, here, and here, and I was like wow, they actually. 
Like that's crazy. Cause like in the movies, you're like, how much of this is real? Like are rich people do rich people actually like brag about? There's that fuckers stuff? like and, that, yeah. Yeah, and I, obviously I'm not saying like yeah. all rich people do that. Like that's not like but a one universal. Thing they do but, do, and, and, and anyone that I've I've known, and and again, they're not bad people, but mm. because when you're in that higher kind of like tax income bracket, yeah. You kind of you think differently because you don't have the same worries, right? So like when you, I, I mean, I have a friend from college. He was a really good, good guy. I, I still think he's a good guy, but he does very, very well. So yeah. when I do talk to him, sometimes he'll say things. And I'm just like, hey man, you know, most of us don't say shit like that, right? You know, like I don't care how much your mattress costs. Like, like oh, he, like this girl, like stuff like that. Uh, my one of my best friends, Morgan. She was dating this guy one time, and the guy, his dad is like a French millionaire. And he said, we were all hanging out. It was me, my buddy, Ben, Morgan, and myself. We were just sitting, and uh, he said, you know, I would like to live a middle-class life. Walk around a store and oh, just, God. like, buy, a like, a, a, a low-tier steak. And oh. my buddy, Ben, and I looked at each other, like, did he just, did he just fucking say that? Like, like... We're lucky, like buying steaks, like at all, like for him to just be like, I yeah, like, like three times a year, maybe, right? Maybe, <laughs> like no one buys steak, no one in a middle class life buys steak on the regular. Like yeah. you just you buy steak on a hey, let's get steaks, like let's like, a special occasion, like yeah, it's not breakfast. No, no, you're not <laughs> buying steak every day. Like that's just and like and he made some other comment too. I don't oh because he had a he had a Rolex collection. He had like fifteen watches. So we go so. <laughs> Which I'm sorry is the dumbest thing to collect <laughs> because if you have a watch and I ask you what time it is, I promise you, you take your phone out and tell me what time it is. Yeah, right. And so, so we well, so this goes back. This goes back actually to um, stand up. So I'll do a quick little segue. But the the first time I ever did stand up after this event that that I did in L.A. was um, promoter Frank Margallo. Shout out to Frank if you ever listen to this. Um, he's like, you know, 85 year old man. So he's probably not very good. That's my, that's my podcast, demographic. But <laughs> that's my demographic. 85 year old men. 85 yeah. to 95. All right. So Joe yeah. Biden will hear this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a huge fan. Yeah. yeah, no, but, uh, but Frank messaged me on Facebook and he's like, Hey, have you ever done stand up? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, would you like to? And I was like, I, yeah, I've always wanted to try it. So, um, he, he promotes, uh, a show it's called Thirsty Thursdays and it's at a, uh, it's at one of the, the biggest stages in Connecticut on uh, at a uh, casino at uh, Mohegan Sun, and so I got my crew together, did my first ever stand up set. It's on my YouTube channel, which is why it's, it's not the greatest. It's good, but it's not great because it was my first ever set. And then I started doing those regularly. And one of the nights we brought Morgan's boyfriend, that guy that the Rolex collection, and there's a Rolex store. In the casino, because like all these you know rich people go to the casino and whatever. Yeah. So he goes into this 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 Rolex store, and he's like looking at their collection. And he, the lady walks up and she's like, "Are you finding everything to your liking, sir?" And he goes, "Well, not really. These aren't as nice as the ones in my collection at home." And I was, <laughs> we we're just like, "What?" And she's and she was like and she was like, "Um, so so what do you have at home?" And he like starts listing off his his watches or whatever. And she was like, well, these, I promise you, these are very nice. And he was like, so how much does this one run for? And she was like, this one is, uh, 12 grand. Fuck you. And he was like, Oh, the lowest, the lowest one in my collection is 19 grand. And I was like, 
I, 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 after that conversation and after that night, I like went to my friend and I was like, you can't date this guy anymore. Like this is, well, this is, this is ridiculous. It's also not a, it's not a bad person thing. It's just, like, but how do you relate to somebody that you has can. something around their wrist that no. costs as much as most of our cars? And the worst part, you know? the, the part that bothered me is he would just like forget his Rolex at her house. Like, if I had a Rolex, mind you, I would only have one. Because, <laughs> like, you know, life savings, like, just one Rolex. But if I had one Rolex, I'm I'm going to make sure it's either on me at all times or in a safe at my house. See, like, I'm I, not just yeah. going to leave it at my girlfriend's I, yeah, house who I, I haven't been dating for... If I had a Rolex, it would probably just be stuffed away somewhere in my house because it was clearly stolen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, but, I mean, that, that's a... Some people don't... So and not like I grew up super hard or anything like that, but that's a different level. Oh yeah, and you just you don't live. This is why like celebrity kids. That's why they're all fucking weird. It's not because they're bad people, but you don't yeah. live. Like you can't tell me that like Willow Smith is a normal person. <laughs> no, she doesn't know how to talk. First to off, people. if your name is Willow, you're not a normal person. Like yeah, that's <laughs> unless you're Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Shout out Willow. Right, right. But like, but like th- that is not. Like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have children together. That is not going to be a kid that's going to understand, you know, when the cost of bread goes up. <laughs> First of all, someone just hands them bread that's probably 40 grand. Right. Like it's just, it's, they that, have their that, own bread the guy. Yeah. They like, have a they, bread guy and he's just, in Italy <laughs> and he lives with them. <laughs> like it's just, it's a, I don't know. So uh, I, we got derailed because I'm bad at this, but the, <laughs> you're good. So you're, um, when you go to this California, is that yeah. your first ever kind of like on stage? Well, so growing up, like I was always into musicals. Like I yeah. loved, I loved okay. performing musicals. So like I've been on stage before, and I like I've I've worked with crowds, and I've I've dealt with you know. Speaking of musicals, we got the tap dancing dog. I text my <laughs> wife to get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no, I was uh, I've been around crowds before, so it wasn't like it wasn't abnormal to me. But at the same time, it was like a completely different thing than I'm used to because it's not, it's not a script necessarily. They ha- I had a script. I, I went off a script, but it wasn't, I wasn't playing with other actors. I wasn't performing for like friends and family. These right. were like oh, yeah, yeah. random people that I'd never met before and yeah. probably will never see again. And that's kind of like, like first in terms of something like that. Like yeah, that kind of like magnitude oh, yeah. no. and, and for that for that size definitely because how many people would you say there was? Oh man, uh, probably like 150 to 200 people. That's a that's quite a out of the gate type of performance. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah, and then there were even more because they live streamed the event. So like I don't know how many people oh, actually. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many people. So actually minimum you're looking at thousands. At your oh first yeah, event probably. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just that's mind blowing. That's crazy. Well, yeah. but it's also I think it's a and I think when you have performers like some people that are that are just kind of natural performers and i I, i've likened this a couple of times to a couple other types of people like like if you're really good at giving presentations or speeches i think that's a trait that you have that you're born with sure um you can get better at it but i don't think i i think it's a a skill you can kind of hone a little bit maybe but some people just don't have an issue with that right are you think you're someone that's like you know what obviously Uh, there's some nerves you want to prepare but is it something that you're like but I can do like it. Was it daunting when you when when someone's like California here, this many people? I think or it you're was like, more. Let's do it. I think it was more exciting than daunting. Yeah, but and at that's the same what I mean. time, like I don't have I I have performance anxiety like beforehand. So yeah. like 
like this event was an outdoor event, obviously for COVID reasons, like they did like outdoor stuff. And, sure. Um, so, and it's California, so no rain, just sun, just beautiful weather. <laughs> you know, so, but I'm outside <laughs> sitting like a little bit off from this, the venue and I'm just like looking at this place as it fills up okay. and um, I'm just like looking at my, my sheet I'm looking up at the crowd. I'm looking at my sheet, and like I'm just like my heart is just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like because I've I've done performing before, and I I'm I like to say that I'm good at what I do, and I was like, all right, I can do this, but like I was definitely nervous. So like I think it's a mix of both. I think that like I do have like natural like I can talk to people, but then also it doesn't cancel out having nerves. Like oh, yeah, no, like, I, I don't, yeah, yeah I, I get that. But I think because your initial reaction was, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like, most people, I think a lot of people's initial reaction <laughs> like, was, no. fuck, what? No, <laughs> right. I can't do that. People are going to look at me? Like, that's what right. I mean. I think your yeah. initial reaction was, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be nerves. I mean, some of the best performers in the world still have nerves getting on stage. They're open yeah. about it. But it's more of a not letting people down or wanting to do well versus a i'm just scared to be in front of people oh yeah definitely not scared to be in front of people yeah yeah okay no, I've, i enjoy that that's a th- th- that's what i meant by that yeah, yeah. sorry that that's funny yeah every time i don't know every time i come across performers like i, I kind of like, musicians or anything like that i ask that because i mean i've, I've done like live kind of like comedy type stuff i've mm-hmm. done music but i think it was in my head initially, like the first time doing it where I'm like, I'm about to sing in front of people. I'm about to try to make people laugh, like stuff like yeah. that. So I think I, it's not that I'm bad at it because I do it in work a lot, but it's a different animal. You know, it's a, there's a lot more writing on something like that because it's entertainment. Yeah. It's, you know, because people that don't know you or people that do know you, whatever, they go in there and there's one thing that they're expecting out of you and that's to be entertained. Right. Which is, I mean, that's, I mean, if there's it's a better like, example of pressure, let me know what it is. Right, and it's not like it's not like you're at a, um, you're not you're not at like a work meeting where like you're just giving a report where it's like we With just want to know we just yeah. want to know your information. Like this is facts. Like that's a great example. This are, is your opinion of what is right, funny. Right, and it and that's that's daunting. Like yes. and that's like and even I think and calling back to what you were talking about, like we're like, do you think you're born like? being in, like being in front of people was okay like even like there are some people that like couldn't give like a business like give that information like there's people that couldn't stand up in front of a boardroom of people and just be like these are facts yeah like and that's and that's yeah. that's not even a script like yeah. that's just like one plus one is two there's and some that's people all that you have struggle to struggle with that because yeah. even though they know that one plus one is two it's hard telling that to a group or of a course. room full of people yeah no and i i that'd be fine but yeah. like you know, it's also, you know, the the comedy thing. <laughs> I remember I did a gig. Oh, this was the weirdest gig I've ever done. The, so this guy, Shahan Islam, like if he if you ever listen to this, Shahan, love you. But the, the gig was just strange. And it was the first time he ever did this event. So like that's, I'm sure since then, because he's done it, I think, three times now. So since then, he's probably, you know, figure out what what's work, what doesn't work. Because when you do an event for the first time, you all the bells and whistles. There's some trial and there's error. Some trial and error. There's some trial and error. So he wanted to put on this comedy night for his um, society. I think they're they're almost like a historic society. I think for the town that he lives in. Okay. So he wanted to put on a comedy night, and the venue was a le- legitimate like 1800s barn. Oh wow! Like a just a straight up barn, 
and like the it has like a, a stage and like a finished floor, but like the wood is like vintage wood. And uh, he sells all these tickets, and there's no way that fire code would let all of these yeah. people in this historic, yes. even historic building. Like if this building was like a normal barn, even then you probably wouldn't be able to have this many people in there. <laughs> but but it but it being a historic that's building, another layer. Like that's yeah. another layer because yeah. they're very crazy about that stuff. Sure, like, yeah. Because you don't want that to burn down or do anything crazy. So like it was so packed that like. The, uh, most of the comedians sat at a table outside of the barn because okay. while they're waiting to go in for their time. But, An actual green room. Th- yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's a natural green room. A natural room. green room, yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, that that uh, that event was just, that that was crazy. I, I, I know, the the first live comedy show I did, um, we, we really struggled to find a, because we knew we could get a lot of people. We struggled to find a place that could fit it that wasn't going to charge us. Sure. Like, we'd find a room, they're like, cool, 1500 to rent it. I'm like, fuck you. I'm looking Heck to no. make money. Right, right, right. <laughs> I found this place a mile from here. Uh, it's a brewery called the Bottle House, but it's a big, big open place. Yeah. And it's not a, no disrespect, Bottle House, it's not a wildly popular place. Uh-huh. And we got like 140 people in there for this seven comic comedy show really well. But the same thing, like it was the first time and it was, it wasn't great. It was yeah. great because we sold so many tickets. I mean, at the end of the night, the owner of the bottle house was like, he's like, come back. When you do this again, <laughs> right. no one comes in here. Right. Like you just, we just made you like, three, our we place. made three grand. We yeah. normally make a hundred bucks. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I was talking to comics. They were like this and this and this. I'm like, yeah, I, I, sorry, man. It's my first time. My concern was selling tickets and I did that. Right. I know there's other stuff. So right. I, yeah, the, there's, there's a, you know, like anything else, like, you know, even if it's a success, there's still improvements that can be made. So I yeah. get that. Yeah. 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 That's a, um, every time that I see any type of, sh- and I get, maybe now it's just something that I, I look at now because trying to run shows, cause I'm not great at it. Uh. I've only done like five, but Five more than me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, but I mean, you don't necessarily have to because you're actually one of the. Because like, yeah. one of my problems is finding, finding. Not, not problem is finding talent. But that's the that's the stressor though. Oh yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like that's that's even more stressful than finding a venue or like dealing with all the extra stuff because if you sell tickets and your entertainment isn't good, like. People want their money back, and they're not going to go again. Like, and it's the real struggle to find people who are legitimately good, whether I, it's bands or comics or whatever. We didn't do this the first time. <laughs> we we didn't. We didn't know. Yeah. You know, like I knew somebody that knew a comic. We got lucky because the person that this person knew yeah. was John Armstrong, who's oh. a, who's very funny. Yeah. He's one of the best comics in the city, I think. Um. So just dumb luck, he knew John Armstrong. I didn't know John Armstrong. Um, but fortunately, so John put the show together, so we got really lucky. There you go. Because John brought, like, uh, Marty Malloy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a fucking... I mean, and Marty, I swear to God. I told this story when Bill Squire was on the show. Uh, and because uh, Marty was the first person I ever met in comedy. He was on our bill. Marty's was, hilarious. He's, he Marty's does the killer. open mic over at he's the, a fu- the he's, he's amazing. He's funny. He, um, but he's the first person I met... Like one of the comic, he came yeah. to the, he was at the show like two hours early and I'm sitting there setting shit up and he walks to us, hi, I'm Marty. Hi, and I'm, I'm like, Marty. hi, Marty, how you doing? He goes, I'm one of the comics. I'm like, fuck, 
Because <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, you're super personable. Yeah. Because he's not. Yeah, right, right. No. And uh, if you ever. I, I remember looking at my buddy that was putting the show on yeah. with me after Marty walked away. I'm like, I don't know if the show's going to go you're very like, this well. This guy's not going to be And Marty very was funny. the best one on the that show. That was the funniest thing. He's the so best I one. met Marty two weeks ago, the first time I did this open mic. And I looked at him. He like He like walks in the bar. He's got a plastic like Walmart bag yeah. and an oversized coat. And I was like, okay. I figured he was just like one of the bar regulars. And then I see he's got five minutes of time up front. And I was like, all right. So he goes up there. He's a for people who don't know, Marty's a one line comic. He does he does like killer. He's killer. He, he does a he does a one line bit, and it, he he has five minutes worth of material every time. And I was dying. And then the second week. I'm sitting there. I'm there a little bit early, and Marty comes in, same grocery bag, same oversized coat. He's wild. Sits man. down at the he's bar, great. and he's just like staring at the drinks across. He doesn't drink. He was just like staring because he's. I think he. I think he's in recovery, but like he's just like staring at the 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 bars the the bar, and he's just like, just like complete ghost mode. Just like he, he's like it looks like he has nothing going on upstairs. And the wait the bartender comes over. He's like, I'll take a glass of water takes a glass of water and then he was like so where are you from and he's like looking at the bar but like i realized he's yeah. talking to me yeah <laughs> and i was like i was like uh i'm from uh, and i tell him where i'm from and and he's like sounds fake he's like yeah he was just like he was just like so you live there and i was like yeah that's he's just like such a such an oddball yeah. but he is hilarious man you that he did the same thing to me like when he came to, to introduce introduce me at the uh uh, at the show that he did. So mm -hmm. he he walks up, he's like, I'm Marty Malloy. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you, man. I'm glad to have you on. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll be over there if you need me. And he just went over, like, away. <laughs> he said something weird to me like that. We just right. went and sat in some chair by himself right. in the corner for, like, two hours before the show started. Yeah. And I, I do, I looked at my boy, I was like, I don't, that's one of our I don't comics. Know about this. <laughs> and then right. he gets on stage, and he had... 130 people laughing their ass. Oh, yeah. I was in tears oh, yeah. listening to him. Oh, yeah. Everything he says is funny. And I've seen him probably five to seven, eight times since. And every time, he's the best one. And every time, I don't know if you've noticed this, but every time, like, they're like one-line comics. I've noticed, like, every time, a lot of one-line comics, like, their set is the same every time. But he has he throws different one liners in every time. There's a few like ones that he hits every time. A little bit because they're just good. But every time I've noticed he throws in like a little extra something. And you're like seen, I've never heard this one. I've before. seen so much original stuff from him. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. I remember because uh, uh, so Squire. I don't know if you know Bill Squire, but he came on and he was an awesome guest. And um, but he, he's he's close with Marty. Like okay. they're they're friends. Yeah, yeah, he's helped him out with a lot of stuff too. But he's like Marty will just call him and be like, "Hi, Bill." Um. I saw the end of Avatar, and I'll just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And Bill's just like, but that everyone else I'm like, that was weird. But he's like, that's Marty. That's, that's Marty. Yeah. If you go to anyone, everyone should go, everybody, follow Marty Malloy on Facebook. Facebook. He yeah. basically treats it like Twitter. <laughs> He'll just be like, My dad um, does that too. The, the, the bet episode of Seinfeld is on. That's his post. Yeah. That's it. He'll be like, I'm working at McDonald's tonight. Guys, I've made sixty dollars from comedy since Tuesday. <laughs> like those are what he posts. I love it's, it. It's what Facebook should be. <laughs> yeah, right. right Martin right. Malloy is what Facebook. Here's my should burger. He's <laughs> like, cool. That's Thanks, he's, Marty. I'm just, yeah. just borderline in love with that dude. He's so funny. Yeah. No. And and along the lines of that, like booking a show, not knowing 
if something's going to be, if your comics are going to be funny on, yeah. on the lines of a comedy show. Um, the, the Shahan originally, the guy who did the barn show, he was putting together this whole show and he like put it together with like six comics that he knew. Okay. And he's, he's a doctor who does comedy. Or, no, not a doctor. I think he, 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 he's in the medical field that he's not a doctor. I think he, he works with pharmaceuticals. Okay. But he, oh, he does, drug he dealer. like, yeah, he, right. He's a drug dealer, <laughs> but with a fancy title, right? Yeah. Drug dealer with a degree. Sweet. But yeah, so he, he put together this show and I was on the list and Frank Margallo, who was the promoter of yeah. the show at the uh, Mohegan Sun was on it. And Frank messages me and he's, Frank's funny because, you know, I don't, they're, they're, and I can't wait to get to this age. I mean, I'm, I kind of already do this, but there's a certain age where you just don't care and you just say whatever you're going to say because you're old and people let you. Hello. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how, old, how old are you? I'm 45. I just okay. turned 45. All right, all right. 45 is the age, apparently. <laughs> and it's not that I don't care, but I'm rapidly losing the care the, the gene. Care, okay, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but, but Frank messages me and he goes, I've seen the list of comics. I'm going to change that list. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, oh, man. Because this guy's he's in his 80s. He's been in the the, the New England scene for comedy for okay. years. So, like, he knows comics. And he, he's, he's been a promoter for years. And he, he, was, like, he was like, we're going to... We're we're gonna get some other. We're gonna make this show great because I want to be a part of a great show. You know, there's and, flows the shows that like me as a as a as a person that likes them yeah. that I don't understand. Like, yeah, you know, uh, Brian Sternick, who's one of Love my that. better friends, and yeah. just you know, he he's one of those because he, he was really explaining that to me before, and he's just like, you know. Some people actually aren't good hosts because hosts control the flow. Yeah. So, like, you have to have. Well, that was crazy. That was the other thing. I think originally um, they had it set so that it was just a lineup of comics. Yeah. There wasn't a host and there wasn't a headliner. Oh, see, that's. Okay. Okay. So, Frank was like, because Shahan, real nice guy, brilliant, brilliant dude. I think he was funny, but like, you know, when you, and you know this, having done this, like setting up your first comedy show, nightmare. Oh, like, Jesus and you, and, and if you've never done it before, you don't know how to do it. You just know because you've been on one of these comedy shows, maybe, or it like, you know someone. So it easy seems so on the easy. All right, like, I know five. Find com- a place and show right. up. Like, find it's a place, not, show no. up, and get five funny people. It's like, that's it. Hard. But it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and so, so like, Shahan, I think, is more, was more focused on like, he, his first thing was like, all right, I've already got a venue. I don't have to worry about that because yeah, that yeah, was yeah. part of the historic society. And then, like, I've got comics. I'm good. That's all I need. Because, like, he'd never mm, done it before. Yeah. That was his first time doing that. And, you know, he was super sweet. Uh, loved the guy. Uh, friends on Facebook. So if you listen to this, I'm no no bad blood. I'm just, like, just spitting. But uh, he, Frank was like... I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to like help him out here and and really get this show where it needs to be. So he brought on um uh this guy um David to be the host and then this other guy, I think it's John Romanoff. He's on Facebook and uh, a bunch of other places, but he's he's done stand up in New York City, he's done stand up in Massachusetts, like he's been all he over the place. It. Yeah, he yeah. knows it. Yeah. So and Frank knows this guy, so he reached out as a favor and he was like Hey, I can't pay you what you're normally worth, but would you do this a little cut as a friend? And he did. He came on, he did the headline, he killed it. Dude yeah. was funny. 
just funny. And and the show, he Frank didn't kick any of the original comics off the set. Like the the people that were on the list originally all play we all played, but it was structuring the show he to made make it, it he made it flow. Yeah, to make it flow yeah. because you need a host. Which you also, need a host. That, that, and that's I think that's the thing is me as like a uh, somebody that likes to just that loves comedy and loves comedy mm-hmm. shows. It's something that we don't know. You know, right. it's a it's one of those things that like when a show flows, we don't notice it when it works, we notice it when it doesn't. Yeah. If a show flows, we're like, yeah, it's supposed to, it's a comedy show, what's a big deal? Right. If it but doesn't, if it doesn't like, work, Whoa. we're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is here? going on? Yeah. No, that that's a really real thing. And that's why yeah. I think I, I don't know if comedy gets the the credit it deserves for being an art form because it, mm-hmm. it, it, it very much is. It is. Um, it's yeah. It, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing to kind of find that and find like this person's good at this, this person's good at that, right. or you know, like uh, same thing. Like the the first one I did, it was the same thing. It was well, so and so has to be the headliner. He can do 20, 20 minutes. And right. I'm just because in my mind, I'm like, can't everyone do twenty minutes? I thought this was. I thought they were all comics, man. And then they're like, no, you it's not. Out, you find out real fast. Oh who no, can no, do no. I know. And who can? I know. But again, <laughs> th- that's people that don't know, right? You know, because it, it seems. I think a lot in this never, we've joked about this a hundred times on this podcast. Every single time I put on a show, one of my friends comes up to me and is like, I think I can do that. And after talking and working with so many comics, like, like, no, no, you you can't. You can't. You are not the funniest person in this conversation. Right. You can't, you can't do that. It is so, I've even had, like, I've had people joke around like, Joe, you should do, I'm like, no, I shouldn't. No. I'm not funny. (laughs) I'm funny in, like, if you say something, I can react to it. But to plan something that's going to be funny in two weeks? Yeah. Hell no. And that is a different animal, man. It's it's crazy. And, And for me, I am, I currently, currently I have about 10, 15 minutes worth of material. Like That's that good. I've that I've put together, so like I think solid that it's you're a like, solid yeah. like it's a solid like yeah I have a I have a tight five I have a tight ten and I've got like a fifteen if you need like a filler, but like I'd like to I want to work up my way to get to like the thirty headline yeah but like that's oh, yeah. that's like that's, that's crazy yeah, yeah. and I, and and like even doing like even being someone who does that like I'm that's daunting to me and like like people people who aren't comics. Don't really know. You don't know how long thirty minutes is until you're up on a stage in front of people who like have either had no who drinks are, or have are not too laughing. Many. Right? Know? Oh man, go to and, an open mic and do three minutes. And the I mean, the other thing, the other thing with setting up shows is not only do you have to find people who are funny, you have to find people who are funny who have more than one set or 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 can like uh, work on the fly because there's an. Obviously, open mics are different because everyone's trying out material. Sure, but but the rule still applies that you have to read your room. If your audience, if your if the comic goes up before you and they do a sex joke, and no one laughs, and then the next guy who's up before you goes up also does this, no one laughs. Don't do a sex joke. Next it's level. not gonna play. Go like, rape. If right, right, <laughs> it's it's not gonna work. Double like, down. And, and that's and that's what I'm I'm happy <clears throat> I'm happy in my space of. Of comedy, I do. I do a lot of clean. I do all. All my sets are clean. Yeah. I. Because I, I like to market to everybody. Because the minute, the minute, and, and this is another thing too is a little tangent. But like, there's so many people who one one of the one of the first people I interacted with in comedy. He was a host of one of the shows I did. He is a dirty comic, and he's funny. But one night I was there, and he did a clean set. 
That was the funniest thing I've ever heard from uh, you. Yeah. And and I think people people think if you say fuck, it's funny. And it's like, no, not really. Like there there are people and like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, those are like those guys, like obviously they're funny regardless, but like those guys, they can use explicit humor to like to make you laugh like yeah. you've never laughed before. But there are people that like they think, oh, I need to say this because that's funny. But like sometimes you're funnier when you're just like not doing that because they like it's not a reach. I don't. I, th- I feel like there's there's people that try way too hard to like be funny when they could just be funny if they dialed it back. It's it's almost like kind of fine. It's 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 I don't know if you're not a. This is a wild rage. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you're not like in normal everyday life, if you're not somebody that throws out a lot of kind of like dirty shit. Yeah. It's more authentic if you're just kind of yourself as you're telling the jokes. Yeah. Versus you're like, all right, I'm going to be dirty tonight. Like, eh, I think people can see that. Because, like, there's a lot of some of the better, best comics out there that would, quote, unquote, be considered clean, but people don't think about it. Right. The Jerry Seinfelds, the Brian yeah. Regans, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, yeah. Like, Jim Gaffigan's one of my favorites. And if you listen to it, he's just funny. But yeah. he, I don't think he ever swears. If he no, does, it's no, rare. No, And that's the thing. And for me, like... I grew up in the church. Like, my dad's a pastor. Like, I'm super, like, you know, religious growing up. And, you know, I have my own faith. But, like, I, when I started making, I did a lot of live streaming in high school and did, like, my impressions to, like, people over the internet who would, like, request, like, hey, do this person in this scenario. And I did, like, a lot of improv. And, like, one night I was doing my thing and I got to, like, someone said Bernie Mac talking about cookies. And I, like, did a Mer- Bernie Mac, and I, like, Bernie Mac, like, you can't do Bernie Mac and not swear. So I was like, it's Bernie Mac. I'm tired of all these motherfucking cookies. They were so, so much, so motherfucker. And, like, and so, like, I did that bit, and, like, I, I, like, was listening, like, afterwards, like, I, like, breathed afterwards, waiting for, like, comments to appear. And, like, I heard, like, my parents upstairs, like, laughing. And, like, that's not uncommon because, like, the floorboards are thin or whatever. And I go upstairs afterwards, and my mom was like, your your live streams are pretty funny. And I was like, you guys were watching? And they were like, yeah. Like, my mom was like, it's a little colorful, but, like, it's great. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, okay, whatever, because, like, my parents don't always watch my stuff. But then, then, like, the next day, my mom's best friend followed me. And then the day after that, like the secretary from our church followed me. And I was just like, I can be funny without doing all that extra stuff. Yeah. So like I then from that point on, I like made a conscious effort to just like tailor my comedy to just be like friendly for all ages. Because that's the other thing. I feel like if you can be funny without needing to swear or needing to talk about like suggestive subjects, like sure. and then like then everyone can enjoy you. And it's not just like this crowd of people or this crowd of people. I, I see what you're saying. And I, I don't, and I, I think it even kind of goes back into the, what we were talking about, like your personality. So if you're not that in real life, whether you're, you're performing, yeah. maybe it doesn't come off as good. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe but, I, but, but that doesn't. being said though, I think there is, there is definitely a space for like dirty comics, oh, quote yeah. unquote. And, and there's definitely a space for, you know, the, 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 you're like listening and you're like, oh, I can't listen to that around so-and-so. Yeah. Like yeah, there's a space for that because those those people are legitimately funny. And like you you all you send the videos and you're like, hey, there's some there's some some of this in there, but yeah. this is funny. You should listen to this. There's it's funny. 
Well, but it's but it's not me. Sure. So like, why would I? Why would I do that? That's the best example, right? You just said it right there because it's not me. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's not me. And I feel like as a comic, like your ultimate goal is to try to get work. Like yeah. you're always trying to get work. Like that's the thing. And like the more people that can hire you, the more work you'll get. So like. I do I like I haven't done it yet but like the one of the last shows I did the a woman was like hey I'm a superintendent of this school district and I love how your comedy is family friendly do you think we could hire you to do a show for our graduating class yeah. of yada 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 and I was like uh yeah so like I gave her my number and my contact info and like that's a perfect example of like if I'm a foul mouthed comedian that's like, not, that's not I'm happening. not getting that job. That's and not like happening. I'm, and, and again, like the reverse, like you know, someone else could get a job that's perfect for them just because of who they are. But like that, like that opens the doors if you can if you can do that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. No, I get what you're saying. Um. So I did have a question about um. I I, I asked earlier about like the impression stuff. So yeah. Is that also something? Like I guess how did you? come across to this because i mean some of these are not some they all are uncanny but like some of them are more i think hit harder with me sure. for some reason just because growing up the yeah. daffy duck thing kills me <laughs> because i watched looney tunes as a kid you're like, despicable was, yeah dude. like when right i was now, watching we're on a podcast in the middle of cleveland i literally will cover your face on tiktok and just look at the photo and just <laughs> listen yeah and it's crazy like so I, I feel like that's also I, – I guess that's something – I guess if you practice, you can get better. But I also feel like that's something you can either do or you can't. Yeah, no. Aside from every jerk-off that thinks that they can do a Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christopher Walken. So everyone has a Christopher Walken. Of course. Um, I think I think that it it's like anything where – I feel like anyone, so everyone has like a vocal register, right? Like everyone has like, your voice is in this like pitch of sound. Range, yeah. And like, not everyone can notice this, obviously. But like, I think if, if you've done anything with music, if you've done anything with performing, like you, everyone has a register. Everyone yeah, has yeah, a yeah. pitch. And within that pitch, there are other people that fall into your same line of pitch. And I think I've always lived by the fact that everyone can do at least one impression. Because there's someone else on your register that you sound an awful lot like without doing anything. Okay, okay. So I think if you can learn how to do that one person, you can use that as a springboard to start doing multiple people. Because learning that one person's mannerisms and like the process of learning how to do that impression would open up a gate to multiple different voices. But at the same time, there are definitely people... I, I would throw myself in there that kind of naturally just have an ear for it and can find multiple pitches That's what that I are mean. outside of the range. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's someone that just so, – so you said something interesting there. The the process of – the process of kind of that impression. Yeah. So, so what is that? Like give me an example like one that you, you, you found you wanted to – like are there ones you found you wanted to try and you just nailed it or are there ones that you kind of had to work out a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so, so one I found that was completely accidental and was almost perfect upon finding it was um, – I don't know if – I well, it's Christmas time, so almost everyone in their life uh, – who's of a certain age, once you get to a certain age, you'll have seen this movie, whether it's on TV and you fell asleep to it or you like this movie, but It's a Wonderful Life is a classic. And so I say Jimmy Stewart, most people my age go, who? 
But if you say It's a Wonderful Life, I'd say 50% of people my age are like, oh, okay, I know who you're talking yeah. about. But most people just know who Jimmy Stewart is. He's a classic. And one, one time I was in the basement with my brother and we found out that it was going to snow. And we were playing video games or whatever and we paused it. And my dad was like, yeah, we're getting like a foot of snow tomorrow. And I was like, nice. And for whatever reason, my brother and I just started like riffing back and forth, whatever. And I was like, um, I was, I, I just, I just randomly do voices. It doesn't, they don't have to be impressions. I, I'll just randomly start doing a voice. And so I started doing this old guy talking about snow. And I was like, well, it's going to snow outside. We're going to put a fire on, go play some football. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that kind of sounded like Jimmy Stewart. And so then I, I did it a couple more times and like it was done. And I, well, well, you, you, you see here, Mary, Mary uh, no, Christmas, Mr. Potter. Like, it's just like, that's, I, I just do Jimmy Stewart. And that's, that was easy. I didn't have yeah. to work on it. But like Donald Trump, which is probably, uh, I would think most people say is my best impression. Uh, oh God, that took how many me, people have asked you to do that in the last four years? Whew, so many, <laughs> but that took me four years. Like I have a video up on my YouTube channel um, that shows the first impression video I ever made as Donald Trump. Okay, was uh, his first year. About halfway in, he's doing the State of the Union address, and I was like in my basement, just like, I wonder if I can do this voice. So I tried it and I recorded it, and I like just saved it to myself. I think I might have put it put it on Facebook for like my five friends at the time, <laughs> but like. I put that up there, and I was like, whatever. Um, throughout the years, I tried to work on it and never quite got it. Fourth year, his final year during the presidency, I was, like, doing it more. And I got to the point where I was like, all right, I got the mannerisms down, but the voice is just still not, like, where I want it to be. And COVID hit, and it was right before the election. And I, like anyone didn't have a job because it got laid off and like all this stuff yep. and so like i'm bored so i was like i'm gonna go on a walk with my dog so i took my buddy cosmo out for a walk and i was like i'm just gonna make a donald trump video and see how it goes and i made a donald trump video and i put it on facebook and all my family and friends were like this is hilarious i love this so i was like well i can do my part to like cheer up my friends and family during covid because this sucks and we all just want something to laugh so Every day, I would make a little Trump update on the COVID situation just for my Facebook friends. And I slowly, like, changed the pitch of the voice and changed some stuff. And eventually, I got to the point where I was posting on TikTok more and people on TikTok were liking it. But I still I still didn't think it was great. But then I found, um, like, three other people who do a Trump impression. And I was like listening to them because like I didn't think that like some of the things they were doing was spot on. But like the vocal tone was like, oh, wow, I can really learn from that. I can take from this and like tune this a bit in my yeah. own impression. And one of the guys, um, Austin Nassau, he's on Instagram. And then um, uh, I don't know his full name, but his 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 his, his uh, tag was Hedberg. And he does probably outside like I'm not a like a guy who's like I'm the best, but like I I like to think my Trump impression is up there with anyone who does it. It's good. Um, <laughs> it's very good. And I don't think that about all my impressions, but that one specifically I think is up there. And and 
Hedberg did an impression that I was like, this is the best Trump impression I've ever heard. Like, I don't know. I need to stop doing it. Like, this guy has the market. Like, this is so good. And he also does a really good Obama and a really good Bernie Sanders. But he did. He had this whole bit where they'd go on road trips. They'd play hide and seek. Like, that. the three of them would just like <laughs> – And it was so – Oh, yeah. It was so funny. And I was dying every time I watched him. And it just made me – feel a bunch of emotions one of that was jealousy because i was like he's getting famous and i've been doing this forever two was um it just sheer awe like how do you do that like this is this is incredible like i and that's and that's how i know like i like doing this because like i just want to get better like that's I want to get better at what I do because like I enjoy it so much and I I learn from other people. I think the minute you hit a point where you look around and no one is better than you, you got to stop. Like that's like I feel like there's always got to be someone better than you. Well, I think the people that are really good or are really or are top of the food chain, whatever you want to call it, I think I don't think that they will ever think that they can't not get better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, like, a Chappelle or a Chris Rock or a George Carl, I don't think they were ever just like, I'm the top of the food chain, no one can touch. I don't think that they had that. No. I think a lot of the best musicians are the same way. They, they yeah. take something from everybody. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, you listen to boxers yeah. you know, or, or, or fighters, mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu guys. They, they say the really same thing. study. I take things from other people and I kind of yeah. make it my own because it's these are arts like like fighting or you know comedy music there's there is not a perfection level there right there's a okay done this level up level up level up there's no ceiling right i think if if you're already saying i'm you know i can't get any better you're right you probably should stop yeah cuz the argument is then why are you still doing this right right you know, if you're not trying to but most i think the real best never think they're the best and never will think of themselves as the best. I think some yeah. of the best will always, if like, like if uh, you you take like a, a Pryor or a Carlin, say who are the best comics, they're never gonna. No, name themselves. they'll give you five other people, and that's the thing. They'll say like, their favorites that 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 they took stuff from. Right, and that's uh, that's uh, a great example. Perfect example was Eminem. Like Eminem, I don't remember the name of the song, but like I think it's uh, "Till I Collapse" on his on his song "Till I Collapse." Uh, he rocks out like he the, gives his, out like his, his list of yeah. this is my Mount Rushmore of rappers, yeah. and he's like, if I'm not on that list, it doesn't offend me. Like yeah. that, these are the goats, and yeah. that and that's crazy because he's from most people's perspective one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. And like, I'm not like a huge huge rap guy, but like, I'm that's that's a perfect example of like this guy is it. And I I I think you're you're very right about that. Like, if you take a uh, this is the best. I think this is the best compliment I think that someone can get. So Jimi Hendrix would always. I I guess Jimi Hendrix's favorite guitar player was uh uh what's his name Gibbons from ZZ Top. Yeah. Which hey everyone likes ZZ Top. Everyone knows ZZ Top song, but no one's like, you know. I, I've never come across a super ZZ Top fan. Right. Right. But. To, when Jimi Hendrix says, you're my favorite guitarist, like, Jesus, man. Oh, I know. But those guys, the ones that we all consider the best, have a best that we don't think about. Right, right. They just don't. Because they took inspiration from somebody that they just love so much and maybe fine-tune a little yeah. bit more. But, I mean, that that's crazy to think about. And then, and so, so obviously, like, I constantly, I was like, I like this impression, but it could be better. So I'm like listening to these other guys, and I'm like, all right. So this this Hedberg guy does this with his voice when he's talking about Trump. 
And this part is funny, but this part kind of tails off. It's kind of, I don't like this. So like I took things and I kind of fine tuned it. And um, now I have the impression pretty much down. And I don't think the way I have it, I don't think I could change it much more. Yeah. I think the where it is right now is probably where it's going to stay until I find someone that I think does it better than Can me. Maybe add and, and that's not it, saying yeah. that I think I have the best Trump impression. That's just me saying right now I'm on the same level of these other guys that I've learned from and we're all right on this same level. You yeah. I, and, and it's until I find someone who's on that next level, yeah. then I'll be like, "Oh, yeah. I got to step up my game to get to that level." So right now I'm on this same level of all these guys and like that that's not me saying hey no i'm, I, on I'm not taking top. it that way either yeah. i'm not i i think it's it's x amount of time to kind of get the impression to the point where because the way i'm kind of viewing the way that you do this or the way you do your comedy the way you do anything yeah is you're not gonna do an impression of something put it out there if you're like i'll oh, see if it works it's got to be good for you before you put it out there oh yeah I, well Kind of as a self-plug, <laughs> but not really. On my Instagram, I have the subscriber feature now, which is only out there for a couple different creators. Like it's So Instagram, side note, if you ever listen to this, anyone who works for Instagram, your, your system of giving different perks to people is so random. But anyways, sub, I have the subscriber feature, and I've started posting videos that I'm, I'm guaranteed – I don't like I don't like these impressions, but I'm working on them. Yeah. So I've started for subscribers only. I've started posting videos that are impressions in progress. So, okay. So I like that. So it doesn't go to everyone, and I'm not like, hey, I'm good at this impression, and I know it's bad. Like I know it's bad. It's a work in progress, but I do want some people to see it because some people could give me a critique on how to make it better. And they might not do impressions, they might not, but they might have an idea that's like, hey, try this. And if I try it, it might work. So to a smaller audience, I like that. I I've do. been trying to sample out voice like today. I posted a video. Um, Graham Norton, he's a British like host. Yeah. I one of my favorite guys. And I've I've started working on his impression. If you sorry, side Yo, note. Good. If you have not, go to YouTube and just go to the Graham Norton show. Oh, 100%. And watch every fucking one of those. He's episodes. one of the best interviewers to ever do it. He that dude literally like so growing up, I always thought and still do think I think yeah. Johnny Carson's the goat. Well that's that's true. Fuck. <laughs> this uh, podcast, we're sitting in a basement and uh a lot of cool stuff. This is a, like a memory of mine is me and my because my dad we were talking about the other shit like you know Duke basketball yeah. Carson was my dad's guy and uh, Cosby late, was late also, at night we're uh, doing a lot of stuff and uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty swell yeah uh, he also read like the Cosby Show but we're not gonna get into that <laughs> um cause, well he didn't know yeah <laughs> but um that was uh to me that was like kind of like the pinnacle of like how do you interview and make it interesting all sure. the time sure. I think most talk shows now are. Dog shit. Dog I just don't like boring. him. I don't yeah. like him. But it's Graham style Norton, over substance. Man, Graham, Graham Norton Graham is Norton, the I think best. The, the thing with Graham Norton is, and Jimmy Fallon does this, but it comes off as fake. Super. Graham Norton looks like he is like a kid in a candy store yeah. with every guest he has. Doesn't matter if you. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're on Graham Norton's couch, like it is a goal. Like for me, I just want to be cool enough to be invited on Graham Norton's couch. Like that's just like that's a that's a bucket list. Graham like, Norton looks like he does no prep and is just right? thoroughly enjoying. Just himself. thoroughly enjoying himself, and and that's why 
I can sit and watch him for hours. Same. And he's he's got such variety on the couch. It's not just I'm going to have one person on and pretend like I'm no. their best friend. It's like I just want to find out about all these interesting people who do interesting things. And I think that's awesome. On the same and, – and that's why – I think it's it's so so crazy. Like he's got people. He'll have like, and I don't think he's had LeBron James, but he'll have like LeBron for an example. He'll have like LeBron James, George Clooney, uh, Bill Murray, and like some random British comedian you've never heard of. Hundred percent the and best part. And it'll make it work. That's the best part. And of you're that. like these famous people are all like, whoa! I've watched your movie. I've seen you play basketball. Yeah. And then then he's turning them into fanboys with him. They're fanning with and each they're other. all fanning with each other. That's and it's the, the best greatest part. Television. That's and I one hundred percent agree with you. And, and no that's one talks why, about it. No that's one talks. Why I, I'm his sure show... British people. I'm sure British people know exactly Graham yeah. Norton. But like Americans, I've never heard anyone be like, oh yeah, Graham Norton. No, Graham YouTube, Norton. If you have time, YouTube the Graham Norton show. Fuck Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Take fuck all of them. I don't yeah, care. 100%. Graham, Graham Norton. What you just said is he he will put Mark Wahlberg, yeah, LeBron James, and Bono on the same couch, and they're all bullshit. Yeah, like they're just joking around about a movie they saw. Right. And he, I think the thing that that always gets lost in the shuffle of those, and I think some people know, some people don't, is that it legitimately humanizes. Those guys that are larger than life. Mm -hmm. And they're all just sitting around joking around about shit. And he is the absolute best at facilitating that. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't think there's anyone in the world better than him. No, no. And I love that. But yeah, no. So I've been working on an impression of him. And uh, I was, it's not great, but it's, I, I think there's a good building block. And uh, I think I have the vocal capable. Because there's some voices people ask me to do that I'm like, I don't have the vocal capability for this. Like James Earl Jones. No one on the planet will ever sound like James Earl Jones. He has a vocal enigma. Like, that's, he's, like, wow, that's impressive. I can't do that. But there are some voices, like, like, um, why, why am I losing my train? Uh, Graham Norton, uh, who I know I have in my range. And I can do that. So, like, I posted that today to my subscribers. I was like, hey, new voice, working on it. So I think that's, that's so I, I, I there. I, I like process. that idea. I, I like the idea of that. I do. Yeah. Because I think, one, it, I think it shows... I think it shows what we talked about in terms of the process, because most of us just don't know. Yeah, you know, we we don't know what like doing like we we know what an impression is. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you can do it or you can't. It is still a process. Something, and I do think there is a there is a a, a a component of I either have the ability or I don't, but there is still some fine tuning. Yeah, and when you're involving your fans, and you got a lot of fans, I think that's awesome. And uh, you're kind of taking them on that journey. I think that's really, yeah. really cool. It's almost like a comic taking. It's like if you know, uh, I don't know. My favorite nowadays is either Hannibal Burris or Tom Segura. Sure, it's them. <laughs> Love them. I, they're the best. Yeah, it, it's them taking them on, taking their fans on a journey of how I fine tuned a joke that you laughed your ass off at. Right, right, right. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, and, and I, uh, very and important. It also shows because there's so many people that are like. Do you ever work on new impressions? And like all the time, like I'm always working on impressions. Do they do they always work out? No, but there's there's sometimes where well they're like jokes. Yeah, sometimes you have like this isn't working. There's sometimes where I'll do a voice. That's the other thing too. There's other times like uh, during the presidential election in 2016, um, the Republican Party. I did an impression of Ted Cruz that was probably the greatest impression anyone's ever heard. <laughs> I did it once on a live stream, never been able to do it since. Really? Yeah, no. And there's, so I would say that there's also times where, for, as an impressionist, 
in the moment, I can perfectly mimic. Like if you said, hey, do this, and I've never done that person before, beginner's luck like that, but I might never be able to do it again. And I've tried since then to do Ted Cruz just for the heck of it. Never been able to figure it out. I don't know what it is, but like there are voices that are like that where you're just like spur of the moment you do it and then they're gone. So it's so it might be like a, it might be like a kidney transplant where your body rejects it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like <laughs> like Ted Cruz pass. Right, <laughs> right, right. It could be that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's 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 interesting. And then, and so a lot of people are like, "Do you do new impressions?" I'm like, "Yeah, all the time." But like they don't see like any of the process. They sure. just they just see, well, they see oh, the I end, posted they, a video. The end product. They yeah. see the end product. Yeah. And like I like. I like bringing people along to, like, show a voice. Because, like, even in the end product, you get people in the comments that are like, well, I used to. Now, for Donald Trump, it's funny. I do Donald Trump, and people will be like, "You." they used to be like, eh, I've heard better, or this person does it better, or I'd like to see you do Trump with this person who also does a Trump impression. But now... My Trump impression has transcended the hate comments, and it's more. Ah, I'm bored of Trump. You should find you're you're good at impressions. Find something else. Still hate, it, but it's still hate. But it's but it's there's no negative criticism on your voice, which is which is in and of itself their hate Their hate is a compliment, because they're not saying hey you can do this better. They're saying hey you do this so well I'm tired of it, which is which is crazy. Uh, you're 100% right, though. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. You've gotten so good at it, they're sick of it. Yeah, and that, and that, good for you. I'm glad you're sick of it. Like, that's... there, But there are people who aren't. They're, like, I, I post the Trump stuff all the time, and there's still an audience for it. And until there's no... This is the thing with all kinds of jokes. Until there's no audience for a joke, you still tell that joke. Good news, there's never not going to be an audience. No, no, it's true. If if you're a comedian, you have one good joke and you're at a party, you're going to tell that one good joke. And until you don't have, you know, one person laughing at that joke, you're always going to tell that joke. Great example of this for anyone that knows or pays attention. Go to a Jim Gaffigan show live and tell me there isn't one son of a bitch in that show that doesn't scream hot pocket. Oh, it's Every single time. Hot pocket. Hot pocket. <laughs> All it's the time. so great. So uh, the, uh, okay, well, I got to ask you one thing, if mm -hmm. you don't mind. And this yeah. isn't a dance monkey dance no, type no, of thing. No, no, you're good. You're good. Would you mind giving me some Donald? Yeah. All right. So uh, you have to give me a scenario. Okay. Um, you are getting an oil change and you don't think that you've gotten the service that you deserve. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I... Got my car, and I brought the car inside, okay? We brought it inside the little door thingy. It rose up and down, and this little guy came out and said, Excuse me, I've got I've got the keys. i got to drive your car in there. And he just took the keys, and he pushed me right outside the vehicle. I've never seen anybody do this before, but he pushed me outside the vehicle, and that's very hard to do because I'm so tall, tremendously tall. You look at how tall I am, probably taller than anybody, definitely taller than Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. First, of all, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I think. Okay. After, after everything that we've talked about and then doing that, yeah. th this is the things that I took away from that. First of all, obviously, it's very, very good. Yeah. Thank you. But I think the thing that is so impressive about it is not you almost capture. Because I just gave you a scenario out of the blue. I was going to say, but, yeah, that wasn't scripted. I didn't know that any of that no, was going to happen. Did. So Dude, we didn't plan Hey, this. straight up, <laughs> he and I have not spoken 
prior to him showing no, up. No, he was like, he was like, hey, you want to be a podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. All what of our conversations were Instagram, <laughs> and like he showed up. This is what's your address? Is. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Run a little late. But whatever. Uh, the the thing that was, it's not just the impression that sounds like him. It's the personality. It's like yeah. Obviously, I got in the car. I'm the, I'm the tallest person you've ever seen. That's a Trumpism. Yeah. So it's not just the sounding; it's the the capturing the personality of the person too. Sure. That fuck, yeah. that was really. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. So I I mean, my next I guess kind of logical question is, from an impression standpoint, first, who who are the people that you heard doing impressions of, kind of growing up or now that you're like, this is the person that kind of made me want to, or like, what are the most spot on ones you're like killer. Oh man! So the the uh, no limit as many as you want. The best impression I've ever heard out of anyone um, is a, an impression of Robin Williams, who I do, but I I just do because Robin Williams is a special place in my heart as sure. a comedian and as a person, as he is in everyone's heart. Uh, you can't name someone uh, who doesn't know Robin Williams or think about him. But um, uh, Jamie Costa. If you YouTube, if you're ever bored and you want to hear the best impression you've ever heard, Jamie Costa, he's a uh, he's an actor. He does the best impression of Robin Williams you will ever hear, ever. And probably the best impression of anyone uh, to their, their likeness. It's scary. Um, that is just impressive. And he just uh, released a, a little thing he did. A little while ago, it actually went viral because he 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 wanted to do a biopic of Robin Williams, and they they made it like a a little insert of that movie. And it, regardless, anyways, but yeah, Jamie Costa, um, the second, and this is not really an impression; it's an imitation. Like it is, if you didn't, if they if if beforehand they don't tell you who this is, you'd think it's Morgan Freeman, Josh Robert Thompson. He played Jeff the Robot. On um, the late late show with uh, Craig Ferguson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He played the robot, which was like his his counterpart, the the co host kind of guy for Craig Ferguson. Josh Robert Thompson does the best Morgan Freeman in the business. Insane. You listen to it and you're like, that's there's no way that that voice is coming out of a white man. Number one and two, just like how is that not Morgan Freeman? What what is the what would you say the difference is between an impression and an imitation? Oh yeah, so I did make that distinction. So an imitation is you are Scoot that over a little bit. yeah, or you could move that. Yeah, <laughs> an, an, an imitation is you are that person. Like you like the like if you're an Elvis impersonator, like there are some Elvises who are Elvis. Like you're watching and you're like, okay, okay, I that see what you're is saying. Elvis. Okay, like, I see what you're saying. Versus, this is my impression. Like, and that's the other thing. Like, I do impressions. If someone comments, that's a bad impression. Okay, that's my impression of this person. So it can't really ever be bad. Now, okay, like, all right. It can because the definition of impression, like in its purest form is what I'm saying. But like now people have come to think of impressions as that is that person, but that's an imitation. An impression is your impression of someone else. So like I could do an impression of you. It might not sound like anything like you, but it's what I perceive to be 
what you sound like. Okay, all right. So, so that's I mean, good luck capturing all this <laughs> sexual energy, but whatever. So that's that's the difference. An imitation is like you can't tell the difference. Okay, and so, an impression is I un- I know who that is, but that's not who that is. So okay, that's a very good distinction of that. Okay, so yeah. and I so I can only equate this to acting kind of biopics. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Remy Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was doing an imitation, but no. I feel like at the same time he was, and that's yeah. why it was so good. Sure. Uh, also, Val Kilmer in The Doors. Oh, yeah. Negative of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, Ashton Kutcher was in a movie about Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. And it didn't work for me because I felt like he was just doing... A Steve Jobs impression. Yes. Yeah. And so that's what impressions are. So if you look at SNL, those are impressions. Okay. Um, if you, and maybe that's why it didn't, look because of picks, imitation Austin, Austin versus... Butler, okay. Austin Butler, he yeah. was Elvis. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That's an imitation. Yes. That's an imitation. Very, very much. There's, But but if, you, if you're on SNL, Alec Baldwin, that's an impression. Okay. James Austin Johnson, impression. Like, the... He he does the new he's the new guy that does Trump on us or Walking Phoenix yeah, and Walking Walk the Line Walking Phoenix Walking Line that's an that's an imitation okay the, yeah okay okay that okay that's a very good yeah again for someone who's who doesn't know yeah and I think that's it's not something that I think I understood why I didn't like one and did like others yeah I felt like Ashton Kutcher was just doing it and, and that's the thing I think imitations are like. They're pretty like across the board. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that's who that is." But like impressions, they're very subjective, like comedy. Sure. So like, you might not like whoever's impression of whoever, but there's a lot of people who do. Like Alec Baldwin, there's a lot of people who like Alec Baldwin as Trump. Sure. There's a lot of people who are like Alec Baldwin sounds nothing like Trump. What is this? So like, it's that's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it's it is crazy to kind of dissect the whole the the process yeah because doing an impression is is similar to writing a song or do, or doing a, a joke yeah is that sometimes it works and it does there's parts at work because it's not even just the sound it's the inflection it's the scenario it's the facial expression for you on TikTok it's the facial expressions yeah. I mean it's not just the way you sound right like people almost have to and that's just the way that I think we are now is that we we yeah. demand to be accurately entertained it's crazy and well that's the thing there's i always say there's there's like three parts to an impression because everyone's like how do you do this and like well there's three parts one and and probably actually the least the least important thing of an impression and people are like what how is this the least is the voice the voice is the least important part of the impression the second least important thing is the mannerisms those are cool but the most important thing is the, like you said with Trump, the isms. Yes. Yes. But when you can get the isms or the like, the little like nuance, like visual cues, like with Matthew McConaughey, I, I, like there's no video component to this podcast, but like if you rub your fingers together, like you, and you stare off into the distance, like people just know, like that's Matthew McConaughey. Like that's just Trump, like... He does. He has the hand movements, like big or small. Like that's Trump. He's got the 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 mouth that looks like a butthole. Like right. Like that's that's Trump. Like people know that. Um, Christopher Walken. There's no there's no real ism other than the voice. Yeah. Like 
there's no physical like thing to do for him. And so that's why some impressions are really hard to do because they're just a voice. And that, like, if you can't get the voice, you don't have the impression because yeah. there's nothing else to do. Donald Trump, I think anyone can do a Donald Trump impression because you can get the isms down easy. Anyone can do the isms. Like, the isms are easy. And and even the, the next part, which is the speech, like, the, the, the things to say, pretty easy. He says he says weird words like bigly and huge with a Y instead of an H. Huge. Like huge. Yeah. He just says you twice. Yeah, anyone can <laughs> yeah. do that. And if you do the isms with the 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 meat and potatoes, like the the actual like things to say, you don't even have to sound like him. And people are like, that's a good Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, but then if you add the voice, people are floored. So like there's a whole three part set to doing impressions. Which well, is interesting. so for me when you did Trump, the thing that I think caught me the most, obviously you sounded like him. Yeah. But it was the reaction to the scenario I gave you. Yeah. I think that's what kind of takes the impression that everyone can do to the best impression to the next level is that same thing. You're just like, I'm like the tallest person you've ever seen. Obviously you're not, he's not a tall, what's right. he like six foot, he's maybe like five, six. ten. I don't know. He's but he's not actually, the tallest he's, person. He's actually pretty tall. He's but, like six four. But in his, but but in, like in his mind, he's but the tallest he would person say, alive. I'm the tallest person. Yeah, right. In the You've world. never seen anybody taller. We than all me. know it's right. not true. But yeah. that's the thing that kind of takes us to the next level. Yeah. Is is that is the reaction to that? Yeah. Like any of us, I think a lot of us can maybe make maybe we can do an impression of Donald Trump saying something that we would say. Right. But saying it in the way or reacting in the way that he would react in a scenario, that's another level. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. I think uh, th- I don't know. That's one of the things I liked about it. So, um, also, so you've been you've been in the city for two months. That's it. Yeah, basically two months. Oh, yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's like I've already started. <laughs> it's funny. I've done, I've done stand up now. It'll be three times after tonight, um, which is way faster than I've put together anything in any other city and it's so random because i so i my day job is i i work um in a well soon to be managerial capacity at a chick-fil-a and uh at least i needed a job when i first moved here so i got that and the back of house the front of house i'm front of house so i deal with a lot of customers and all that and then back of house is all like the kitchen stuff and we don't really ever talk it's not really a lot of back and forth. And randomly, this girl, Angela, in Bagger House is like, hey, I had to meet you. I heard you do impressions. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you ever do stand-up? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I'm I'm in this group chat on Instagram of all these comedians that are like 21 and like in between their in their early 20s, late like early 30s. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, like we're all like Cleveland-based and we'd like do – Open mic. She's like, there's an open mic like every night of the week at a bar somewhere in Cleveland. Like, there's a very good comedy scene. Yeah, there. there's some really yeah incredibly funny comics in Cleveland. Yeah, and she was like, she was like, I'll <clears throat> I'll put you in that group chat. We can connect. And I've been I've been doing stuff now, which is crazy. Like I, that's just such a random connection. So that's, that's it's a cool. good thing, you know. It's a again, it's Cleveland has. This is what and I've talked about this with so many people on here is that I'm. I I don't want Cleveland to turn into like a Nashville or an Austin. I don't think it will, because I think the weather is going to keep everyone away. Oh yeah, no one wants to come to Cleveland. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a uh, Cleveland has an amazing beer 
drink and food scene. Yeah. I mean, some of the best. Some Honestly, I mean, honestly, some of the restaurants I've been to have been, like, some of the greatest food that I've had anywhere. And I've eaten in New York City and Boston. Like, that's... Same. And those are, like, those are, like, places to go for food. Like Yeah. I mean, I... Beer... And I'm a beer person. Yeah. You know, I... Yeah. This place has probably 35 breweries within 35 minutes I, of beer. So I'm a, I'm a beer person, too. I think the best beer I've had, the Fat Heads has the... Fat Heads is very good. Um, they have a, a blueberry ale. I'm a huge... The Bumbleberry? Blueberry. Yeah, the Bumbleberry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so I will good. say, so I just talked to... Uh, uh, his name is uh, Sean. Yeah. He's the, uh, the head brewer and owner of Noble Beast. Okay. Go to Noble Beast. Noble Beast. I'm going to write that down. Noble Beast... Food, beer, everything, it's the best brewery in the city. Okay. And I'm I've always I've said that to anyone that'll listen. I think Noble Beast is the best in the city. It's right by the Brown Stadium. It's on Lakeside Downtown. Okay. It's a hundred percent the one you need to go to. And I just I, I truly do think that. It's it's so, so, so good. Amazing food. Either get Evil Motives, Capitan, or Murder Ballads. They're all... I mean, the beer okay. is fantastic. It's I'll have really to go. Good. I'm but always fat, looking for new places to you go. You know, it's yeah. funny, but when he was here, yeah. the thing that he said has consistently the best beer, yeah. Fatheads. Fatheads. That's I've, what he said. I have never had... And I'm, I can't say that I've had the, the, the widest of variety, but everything I've had from Fatheads has been good. Mm. There hasn't been one beer that I've tried that I've been like, eh, it's all right. They're all good. For me, it was it was strange. Not strange, but I was like surprised. It was almost like the same thing where you're talking about when you think about like... When your favorite musician tells you his favorite musician, you're sure. like, "What, really? Like, what? That was his." Yeah. I never thought Fatheads was bad. They had good no. beer, but but they're also like so outside of Cleveland, Fatheads doesn't exist. Like outside of like Ohio, most maybe, of these don't. But like, but yeah, but outside like, of like a Great Lakes, but or like platform. within, yeah. but within like this community, Fatheads is very commercial. Super. Like it's not like a it's not a, like a brewery. We talked about that. Is that we we. Cleveland views Fatheads as a national brewery. It's right. Not. No, uh, that's the thing. When I moved, it's here, not. when I moved here, like so, when I started visiting my girlfriend, when I come to town, I saw Fatheads, and I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. And she's like, "You don't know Fatheads?" And I was like, "No, we don't have that everywhere else." Yeah. And she was like, "Oh." She yeah. was shocked because it's like you guys view it as commercial, which is crazy. Because if you go down seventy one, it says this big warehouse brewery. Right. We view that as a national brewery. It's not. It's we not. actually talked about that with Sean from Noel Beast. Yeah. But he which was is like, "Crazy." Yeah. Yeah. The most national ones, and the, none of them are really national, is Great Lakes and probably Platform, because those are the ones you can buy the most. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I that would be the one I would say. Like in, in terms of anything, since you're new to Cleveland, my opinion, Noble Beast for sure. Yeah. You got to go to. Okay, go to LBM. It's like was, two miles I'm just away. From, keep my phone open for a sec to get these done. You it's said, like it's like two miles away from here. Noble Beast, Noble Beast, and then and then LBM. LBM. Okay. LBM is literally like two miles from where we're sitting right now. Okay. Amazing food and great cocktails. I'm not like a huge cocktail guy, but when right. I go there, it's nothing but cocktails. Okay. Okay. Those are pizza, El Rion. Okay. El okay. Rion is where you got to go for pizza. There's just too many good places in the city that it's it's just that's what it is. I do. And think- another thing that's another thing that's commercial, but like really isn't. They have one in New Hampshire randomly, and they have one, I think, in, like, Texas maybe, but, like, Barrio. Oh, that's... You ever been to Barrio? Yeah, like, there's, like, three Yeah, here. there's, like, three. But, like, those exist, like, in two places outside of the state. That's weird, because here, Barrio, Barrio is viewed is as, like, a commercial. chain. It's, like, it's, it's viewed you know, as it's a like chain. a high-end Moe's. Yeah. Like, like, it's not, like, crazy, but, like, outside... It's, vi- of, it's viewed as a chain, yeah. because there's, like, three yeah, of them but like, but, like, outside, I'd yeah. never heard of it before I came here. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's probably three or four here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's just the way it is. Right. It's 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 one of those things. It's funny you talk about like because you mentioned obviously you coming from Connecticut. I don't know yeah. if I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you talk about what were you saying the uh oh fuck I don't remember another state. Uh, and uh, on a, I just had a plane ride back like a month ago and I met two people from Rhode Island. Yeah. Which to this day I never really thought was a real place. Um. <laughs> But uh, it's totally a real place, and the people are kind of dumb, at least based on these two people I met. Rhode Island, Rhode Island's interesting because you get they you sound get like of... they sound like they're from Boston. Oh yeah, no, Rhode Island, Rhode Island is built up. It's an island of people that wish they lived in Boston. That's that's Dude, Rhode Island. I is. was coming back from like a, I was coming back from Curacao, which is by like Aruba. Sure, and. Uh, these two people were incredibly sweet. They were very, very nice. Yeah. They were a couple, like probably 50 plus. And uh, they sat down next to me on the plane. My wife, just because of the way my wife was sitting in or the row in front of me and I was just sitting like behind me. And they were very nice and they clearly had been drinking, which is fine because I had two. Sure. <laughs> and this was on the way back. Yeah. Because I'm not a good flyer, so I get a little hemmed up. Yeah. Of and uh, so the these this these two sit down and they're just like. Uh, Speaking of that, I have a great story when you're done. Sure. Yeah. 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 But they're, the only reason that's funny is because of what they said to me. Okay. They were very, very nice. Like, hey, where you coming from? I'm like, God <laughs> yeah, So great. I can do impressions, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so here are my impressions, by yeah. the way. So I was like, oh, well, we're fr- coming from Curacao, the airport that we're currently sitting in. I don't know why you're confused. <laughs> and uh, she's like, yeah, we went to Sandals. I'm like... That's cool. You know, I've never been to like a sandals. Being from Rhode sandals Island, is kind of that is probably the perfect impression. Yeah, and that I think so sandals is kind of like, like if you, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's like a, yeah. it's a very commercial vacation. Oh, of course. You yeah, know, I mean, you see those, you see those ads everywhere. Yeah, it's like so that. did Michael Scott from The Office. Like he went to sandals. Right. <laughs> She's like, we went to sandals. It was fucking awesome. It's like going to Jared. Yeah. Like we went to Jared. <laughs> we went to Jared at the mall. <laughs> She's like, yeah. So we went to sandals. Man, it was fucking awesome. Where'd you go? And I was like, uh, I don't really know the name of the place. It was in Curacao. It's a beautiful place. She's like, that's cool. That's cool. So where are you heading to? I'm like, again, we're on the same flight. <laughs> so I'm heading where you're heading. Right. You know, I'm not going to get dropped off in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> right. Uh, I was like, Cleveland. She's like, well, we're going to Cleveland. Then we're going to go to Rhode Island. I was like, and then that's when I, it turned into a joke. I was like, honestly... I don't know anyone lived in Rhode Island. There's like 35 people there, right? Right. She's like, nah, there's more of us. There's more of us. And then, <laughs> so we started joking around, and she's like, uh, so what do you do on these flights? Well, I'm like, well, normally I just relax, but I'm clearly going to put my headphones in, so you'll stop fucking talking to me. <laughs> and, uh, but she was very, very kind. I was like, well, I like to kind of, I download a bunch of movies yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, um, I got to do that because I tried downloading all the movies on American Airlines. I couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> And uh, I'm like, well, if you just and I was walking her through yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and she's like, that's what they said on the way here. I, I don't know if I couldn't figure it out. Maybe I'm just fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I was like, okay, now I'm into this. So oh, yeah, let's no. go. So that's I real. take out my headphones. I'm yeah. like, all right, so you fucking retarded. Let's go. <laughs> so her husband immediately looks over because yeah. I'm in the window. She's in the middle, the middle and he's in the, he's aisle. In the aisle. Yeah. He looks over. He's like, sweetie, you can't say retarded. <laughs> and she looks over at him and goes, can I not say retarded? And then she looks back at me and goes, is retarded offensive? And she's saying this at the volume that I'm saying it right, right now. Right, We're on right, a plate. Right. Yeah, she thinks and, she's, uh, yeah. I'm like, look, I'm not personally offended, but... 
yeah, people don't say that anymore. You, you, <laughs> right, just, you, right, know, right. you know, just say you can't figure it out. Don't say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking retarded. retarded. Right. And she's like, ah, fuck, I guess, whatever. That's just the way the thing's on now. It's fucking retarded. <laughs> she said it like seven times. Right, double, you always got to double down on the thing. Yeah, you she doubles down. She's again. like, well, yeah. I'm not going to say that I can't say retarded because that sounds retarded. <laughs> and that was her, and God bless her. She yeah. was the sweetest person, but she... She was kind of one of those people we talked about earlier, just like, just, it's not that they were being maliciously bad. Right. It just, it they weren't around people where they realized maybe I shouldn't say shit like this. Sure. Because I, dude, I'm not going to say that I wasn't a 14 or 15 year old that I said retarded. I didn't. Right, right, I did. Right. Of yeah, course. Yeah. You just kind of evolved. This person was 50 though. <laughs> so she skipped that step. <laughs> right. So that's my impression story. I can also do impressions. That was it's really of this good, bitch actually. from Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. right. Some random bitch. Fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> no, but knowing people from Rhode Island, that's like a spot on voice. Like, that's so good. But you know, I, so you were talking about like getting lit on airplanes just to like. I do survive. get lit on airplanes. Yeah, so I, I can't fly, man. The last flight I took, I'm sitting next. I sit down and I'm in the very back of the plane, like back row or second to back row. And I sit down. And I think there's no one going to sit next to me. And then this lady comes back. And she's probably early 60s. She's like lived life, but she's not old. And she, I'm like, just like, like, as you do, I don't know, when you're sitting in an airplane, like waiting for people to sit down, you're people watching the entire time. Totally. I'm like, like, you're like guessing like their whole life story. Like, who is this person? You're also looking at them like fat, skinny. Do I want them to sit next to me? Do I not? Like, like what's the, what's the, you're like looking at them too. Like the woman with a baby, don't sit next to me. Like man who's like going to take up two seats. Like, please don't sit for so, both of us. Like don't sit next legit to me. Legit though. Yeah. Legit question. Yeah. I will sit next to I guess that question is a comment. I will sit next to a person with a baby if they're not someone that's going to take up two seats. Yeah, but if you have a baby and you're taking up two seats, then fuck you. Fuck. You shouldn't be traveling. Well, you should have yeah. stayed home. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, no. So you're like looking at them and you're like, well, because, and, and this isn't even like if, if you're overweight, like you, you should still be able to fly. Like I'm not like being Agreed. like that, ass, but like for both of our comforts, like, you should have space for yourself. Like you shouldn't sit down. You shouldn't be in a seat. That's why they make seats on uh, like uh, roller coasters for people who are are bigger. Like e- even even people who aren't like um, like of bigger size like can still benefit from that extra seat. Do you know like, that they actually have seat test check places at like places like oh, yeah, Disney? Yeah, and. I'm not even fucking about the fact that you even mentioned this. This is a real thing that I yeah. came across today is that somebody was on TikTok complaining. They're like, I went to Disney and I was too big to ride the rides. And honestly, my my, my first thought was like, I mean, my heart went out to them. Like, yeah. that's got to be a horrible thing to Imagine happen. Imagine spending to you. all your vacation money yes. on, on a Disney trip. Yes. And then they're like, sorry, you're, you're too good. You're too yes. big to go on this ride. Exactly. Like, I, completely. That what? was my initial thought. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. I would hate, but it's like, yeah. but well, I also I mean, for, don't it's, know. For, for safety concerns, sometimes like it just doesn't work out. But like, I, I there's uh, Six Flags in New England. They have they have this they have the Batman roller coaster. And I remember one time I was sitting next to this guy, and he was clearly too big for the seat. <laughs> but that wasn't like, like oh. 
he's just a person. Like, who cares what he weighs? But they had, they were like, excuse me, sir, like, uh, that looks a little tight. Would you like our, our extra wide seat? He was like, yeah. Like, and that made him feel good. Like, no one, there, no That's one should be, option, no one should be shamed way. for their no, weight. Like no. you should have the the size. So, anyways, like you know, on an airplane for everyone's comfort, because these aisles are so these aisles are small for people who like are sticks. Yeah, like they're tiny. Oh, yeah, they're tiny. There's also ta- side note. How have we not made any evolutions in planes? Like planes are just planes are still tiny. You still have to sit like arm to arm with people. Like no one's like they've been doing that for years, and there's been no evolution. Well, that's financial because if you can make, yeah, you know, if you can make a hundred thousand, if you can make a hundred thousand people flying versus twenty thousand, because everyone's too fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. So long story short, anyway. So this lady sits down next to me, (laughs) and long story short, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she sits down and she looks over at me, and she notices that there's no one sitting next to us because I think it's either two seats across or it's three, but there's clearly not anyone sitting down because they've closed the door. And she's like trying to make conversation with me. And I was like, okay. She's like, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm a stand-up comic. She's like, no. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's amazing. I was like, yeah. And she's like, she's like, cool. She's like, I just get drunk on airplanes. And I was like, <laughs> okay. For a so, living? So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. That's what she offered up. Then she's like, um, but uh, she's like, but this is my connecting flight, so I didn't have time to go to the bar. So I'm hoping to buy a buy some alcohol. And I was like, this is a spirit flight. Good luck with that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've flown spirit, but like, you're not buying alcohol on a spirit flight. No. Like, that's just like, and and so they require you to be fucked up before you get on. <laughs> right. That's like that's a requirement to be a <laughs> yeah, pilot. Exactly. Like, uh, how many beers have you had? Two. Here's another. Like, Two. You're a co-pilot. <laughs> right. Right. No, but uh, so she like asked the stewardess or the 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 um flight attendant in the back, like, hey, um, can can I buy some alcohol? And they're like, no, man, this is a non-service flight. It's only going to be like an hour and a half or so. And she was like, oh, well, can I have like a cup of ice? And so I was like, okay. So the lady was like, yeah, I can get you some water. So she got her some water, gave her the water, and then walked away. And the lady leans over to me. She's like, you want some Valium? (laughs) I was like, what? And she like, she proceeded to like pull out a nip of some sort of alcohol and a little baggie filled with Valium and just like pop Valium down to this nip. And she's like, all right, now I'm ready to go. She's like, I can't fly without being completely knocked on my ass. And I was like, this woman is crazy. She's like 60. So she's been doing this for a lot of years. Trust me, that like, girl, she can't go to Old Navy without being all fucked no. up. No, I was like, this woman clearly has a problem like this. And, and she... And she was, she was, she like, she thought she was the comedian. Cause like, she was like, and she was funny, but like, she was like trying to like rattle off one liners the entire time. And then like, she'd like turn around and like try to have a conversation with the person sitting in the very back row who like didn't want to have a conversation with this woman at all. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I meet the weirdest people in places where I don't ever want to any talk to anyone. Well, I think it's kind of what you do though. So like when someone says, uh, so like you said, you're on a plane. Someone's like, "I'm a comedian," and you're like, "I'm a comedian." Right? They're like, "Time to shine." <laughs> right. Time for this They're guy like, to ask me to be on his tour. Right? Be on his tour. Like, you I don't know what natural, level. Of... Just I think it's a natural human. Oh, you're an actor. Let me do a monologue. For you, you just turn in. <laughs> like... 
So like, and that's, and this is another thing I've talked about on here a lot. When anyone reaches out to the podcast and it's kind of come on, my answer is almost always no. <laughs> and it's right. It's, it's sure. It, it's because they want to perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit, no fucking about. Because I so the last episode I had on was uh, Dwayne Duke. He's okay. a, a comedian, Cleveland guy, sure. super funny guy. He's been on twice. I love him to death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I posted that, I got a message on Facebook, and it said, "Hey, can I be on your podcast?" I don't know who this person is. I don't know what they do or why they think they should. <laughs> right, right, right. Which honestly, it kind of hurt. Right, <laughs> because I was like, I feel like at this point, I've kind of established this as like a kind of legit. And yeah. look, I don't think this is like the best podcast or whatever. Hey, it feels legit. I mean, the setup's nice. I think it's just a, you know, where we, I kind of have people in the city that do cool shit. Yeah. But this guy was just like, I listen to your podcast. Anyone get on. <laughs> so I'd like to come on and I haven't responded, but my, no, <laughs> I want to respond. Well, back here's and, your response right well, now. I, ha- I haven't yet. But uh, well, th- I'm going to respond back. <laughs> to like, I don't, who are you? What do you do? Like what? Cause like I've had he's got to re- listen to this episode. You I've, know? Had <laughs> pe- I've had people reach out and be like, Hey, you know what? I'm this, and I do this, and I do this. I'm like, okay, I can't. Right. I mean, I'm not interested, so that's not gonna. Sure. I. How can I make an episode interesting if I'm not even interested in what you just said? Yeah, but yeah. This yeah. guy was just like, "Hi, <laughs> Bob. Can I come on?" <laughs> like that's what he said. That's that. He's that's probably his thing. His yeah. His thing is just Bob. And it's different. Like if someone like if you know if a. Well, you. I mean, like, if you yeah. reach out and said, "Hey, man, I just moved here, whatever," and I looked into you, I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds cool," because it makes sense. But also, I don't think you'd be like, "Hi, Noah, can I come on?" I think you'd give me a little bit in terms of like, "Hey, you know what? I do this. I do this. I'd like to come on and talk." Yeah. And I look in and I'd say yes, but people are like, "Hi, right, Bob from my name is Brad. <laughs> I work at Target." <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I'm no. not downplaying Target, but what are we gonna talk? We're about? not talking about stocking shelves for two hours. That's exactly. Not- <laughs> I've, I've worked there, and I know what that's right. like. Like it's I know what funny. that's like. That's the fact the job fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. That's not. Well, there's your answer, Bob. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't responded, but I'm gonna probably yeah. probably tonight after a couple more drinks. Um, so you're, I mean, you're 25. You said yeah, 25. So I mean, God, this is so early in your career. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it. Well, I guess that's for. Do you call this a career? I mean, what do you? I, so I, I'd like to. I, my, I mean, I know you want to, yeah. but I mean, we're in a time where it's kind of odd. Where side hustles, career, like I mean, I mean, you're. It's a, I, 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 the, the, the following that you've amassed on Instagram and TikTok is amazing. I think it's great. Well, I think you can keep doing Instagram. That. I'll tell you, is even crazier. So TikTok, I've got like three hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, three hundred and twenty something, which is just mind blowing, but like Instagram in June, I had six k. Wait, you're like ninety now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In June, I had like six k. We're in December. I'm just about to hit <coughs> just about to hit a hundred k. Did you post a sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> no, <coughs> no. I just my crazy antics and it just took off. Uh, I I am now uh, Will I am follows me on Instagram. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy uh, Billy Zane, the bald guy from <coughs> the bald guy from Titanic, the love interest that she the didn't greatest make. actor of all time. Yeah, yeah, he follows me on Instagram. And those aren't like brags; those are just like what? 
First of all, that's so weird. Brag about. Well, yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> uh, another uh, <coughs> Nancy Sinatra follows me on Twitter. What the fuck are you oh, doing oh, here? Yeah, I... Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Because because Brian said to come on the are podcast. You hiding from the cops? <laughs> right, right, right. If you're hiding, if you're like, if, if you're trying to change your name, this right. is the podcast. This is the podcast. And you're like, do it. hey, you know who follows me? The cast of Titanic. <laughs> the no, fuck are you doing here? And it's not even. It's not even like to say, hey, look at me. I j- I'm so I'm personally so floored by it that it's like, whoa. No, no, like, no. And I, I that's don't, I don't that's take insane. it. I don't. T- I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't take it that way. We're two hours and nine minutes in this, and now it came up. <laughs> right. You right. didn't walk in here and be like, "FYI, uh, anyways, Nancy, I'm gonna call you who, on my personal here's line." Here's who follows me. <laughs> right. And uh, right. I need you to carry me downstairs. <laughs> right. 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 No, but that's just like, that's it's grown like so in so so many crazy. You know, that's kind ways. of the wild thing about like nowadays. Yeah. So I, I've always uh, been fascinated by the, like the the social media because yeah. Well, let's take TikTok for an example. Yeah. So you can have a TikTok account, and you can have 60 posts. Yeah. And 59 of those posts have like 500, 600, 700, and then one can have 2.5 million oh, views. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. Nope. I think that's what's impressive about what you've done, because it views have become fickle. Yeah. They, they really have. But yeah. you have consistency. And yeah. I think that kind of lays credence kind of what you've done. Yeah. Obviously, and plus Philly Zane follows you, so you're <laughs> a right, god. Right, right. <laughs> and it's it's just, it's uh, it's wild to me. Like, every time I hit a milestone, I'm just like, whoa, like, how did this even happen? Like, this is crazy. Like, I have just... one milestone. It's Billy Zane following me. <laughs> That's the one milestone. But yeah, no, it's just, and, and not only that, like, so whenever someone with a blue check mark, if I know who they are, if they yeah. follow me, I'm like, Whoa, this is cool. So I like post them on my story. I'd be like, yo, shout out to this person. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. so when when Will I Am followed me, I was like, this isn't real. Fuck. So I was like, I was like, that was an accident. Because you know, you can accidentally follow people. You just like click their name on accident. Yeah, accident. I mean, I'm You're like, like, oh no. And then you unfollow them. Yeah. So like I, I screenshot 10 it. or 20 porn stars I actually <laughs> followed. <laughs> so like I screenshot it and uh, I posted on my story. I was like, shout out to Will I Am. Thanks for the follow. And he messaged me. Oh, fuck. And he was like, he let me let me pull it up because I just I want to get the actual quote because it was real cool. It wasn't like anything crazy, but like for him to even let me see here. Where is it here? Bum, 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 bum. Where did it yeah, go? Yeah, please don't misquote Will I Am. No, I don't want to. Because well, just we've done it so many times on this podcast. <laughs> Where, I'm just like looking through looking for blue checks now in my that is wild, man. Yeah, no, it's really crazy. Where, where did it go? Sorry, I'm taking up dead airtime here. Right, no, it's okay. It's gonna be wild. Like if you get to this, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, like, we hey, think you'd be a really good ambassador for our carbon jewelry." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if that's the message he sent to you. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Where did it go? Dun 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 dun. Is there? Can you tell on like TikTok and like the video that caused those people to follow you? I don't know about uh, the analytics of that. You can see if they like. They can see what videos they like. Oh, here, here it is. Um, oh, I mentioned him, and he goes, "Your page is amazing!" Excellent. And I was just like, "Yo, like that's such a simple, it's such a simple response." But for him being who he is, sure, yeah. To a follow me and then b follow up and be yeah. like, "Hey, what you do is awesome." 
from no, no, the I, Black Eyed Peas. I completely like he's, agree. He's part of the Black Eyed Peas. No, like, I know. That, that, he's I, done a Super Bowl halftime show. No, like, that's amazing. That's dope. <laughs> I got the same feeling when uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he responded to mine. Yeah. In, no, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's a very bad person. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was the guy that I should make the joke with. He's a... Dog shit person. Don't follow that guy or look that up. It didn't happen. Fuck, I have to edit my own podcast. <laughs> that's that's actually kind of funny, though, but in a darker world. Super darker, yes. <laughs> you'll attract a very interesting crowd for that one. I don't have an interesting crowd. <laughs> well, you'll you'll get one from that. Oh, for sure. Oh, But I don't want that crowd. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. God damn. What the... So what else is going... What, what, so I know... Two months in, so yeah. I know you're trying to put up roots in here and try to like you know get into the the comedy scene and do some shows here. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you hooked up with Brian. If you can get yeah. on the Secret Society, that's a great show. Yeah, that's what that's I, one of the best. That's what I've heard. Um, I'm really, I'm really just trying to get work. Like I said before, like as as much as I can get on stage and like really perfect my craft. That's yeah. that's as much because like. Another thing about me, which I didn't really say, is like my sets are all improv. Like I don't write, I don't, I don't, I don't do writing. All my videos too, all improv. Like I, I have an idea. I'll say, I'll say, like exactly what you gave me, Donald Trump at an oil change with a problem, but, and I'll just go. But that's some people's thing though. Yeah. Like you know, like uh, I, as you probably told, like understood from this interview, um, I don't prepare for these. Sure. And it's not. I prepare for some to a degree, but it's mainly like the whole purpose of these is trying to get people's. I, I want to get to know you as we talk. Well, this is like and, what we were talking about with the like clean comics versus filthy comics. Yes. Like it, you, it is more natural when you do something that is natural. Yes. Than, Agreed. Yes. Than, than like going off a script. So like when I do comedy, like if it's funny, good. But like I, I, I've for, that's just what I do, but I can't. For the life of me, like I can't write something funny. When I try to write something, it's not funny. But when, but when I don't write something, and they say, "Hey, make a joke about this," funny, I can do it. And it's so weird. Now that also puts me in a bind because, like, all these comedians are doing like 10, 30 minutes. I probably have five to ten, ten, fifteen. So like I'm, cause like I I haven't gotten to the point yet where I can improv a whole third. I do need like a specific like I need to start writing out some stuff at that point, and I can I can write out like a bullet point. Like I can do like outline of like I want to do this and then improv the rest that I can do. But like writing out jokes, I don't do that. It's well, again, it's an art. It's it's a. There's not a book for this. No, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone has their own style, which makes it yes. unique to them. Yeah. And like you can't say, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, because some people can't do some of those things. And that's the other thing I'm still trying to figure out. What is my style? What is what is good for me? Because like everyone has their own style, which makes something good Completely for them. Completely agree. Okay. I'm... <laughs> Shit. I know you're, you're heading to judge after this. Yeah. And you just described it as a cracker barrel. For yeah, it totally there's is. There's so much antique First stuff hanging it's, on the it's wall. So it's it's uh, uh, Judd's... Judd City Tavern. Judd City Tavern, yeah. yeah. It's a, one of the best bars in the city, one of the best dive bars for sure. Oh, yeah. But they also legitimately, the entire bar, the walls and the ceiling, it's 
antique shit that if you went to like eBay or like Etsy or like Amazon, that yeah. stuff would be thousands of dollars. They're literally, it's like $100,000 worth of like antique shit on the bar. It's crazy. <laughs> Last week I was there and uh, one of the comics, she's this really loud woman because she was really drunk and uh, she yells at the owner who's sitting at the end of the bar. She's like, hey, can I steal some shit off your walls? And we were like, yeah, what? Like, <laughs> no, you can't. But that's funny. Like, <laughs> that's what everyone wants to do. The walls are. I would from I, there. You could pay your mortgage with the walls. Of the I would. Junk. Oh shit, man! <laughs> There's like a, a a helicopter pad. Like, what are the things that are under helicopters that they land on? Those like, look, I don't know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's one of those hanging up at Judd's. Yeah, and they have. Oh, they've got like a nuclear case from like the 80s. Too. <laughs> right. It's right, crazy. Right. The um. One thing that I haven't know, and, and since you're kind of newer, and when I say newer, yeah. I mean I'm talking like in the last like two years, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess relatively is kind of still new. Oh, very to new. Seen like this, yeah. Um, what is kind of getting into comedy or getting into the comedy scene or getting on shows like? I've seen a lot of. I, it's I kind of seen a break off into clicks. Sure. And uh, some bad, some good. Um. I think a lot of the Cleveland people are really good about this, though. I think they're like, if you're funny, you're cool, whatever. Because Brian, obviously, is somebody who I know really well. Yeah. He's, uh, Brian's just like that guy that's like, if you're funny, let's get on. John Armstrong's super funny. Brian Horning's super funny. Oh, yeah. That's just the way that a lot of them are. But, like, what is that like kind of moving from one city to another city and trying to get in that scene? Well, from one city to another city, I know this personally. Like, I moved, so I moved from Connecticut to Florida for a year. So I'm coming from Florida to here. And Florida, I didn't do any stand-up because to do stand-up, you need to, like, number one, you need to be funny, but probably even more important, you need to know people. If you don't know True. anyone, it doesn't matter if you're funny. It's no different than other jobs. You yeah. Do, like, an in is an in. Yeah, but if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're not funny, you can still get on a comedy show because you know someone. Yeah. Like, that's, and if you don't know anyone but you're funny... You're screwed. And actually, can I add another level to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Because you had online TikTok impression success prior yeah. to comedy. Yeah. Was that a stumbling block? Um, Like getting into the comedy scene? Yes. Or? Like from that to stand-up. Well, yeah, because it's different. Because on, online, I do short form. Sure. I do 60 well, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, how do you... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because you got to elongate it into a form that works with a live audience. Because not, not... Well, I mean, in terms of... Getting into the comedy scene with other comics, you, oh, know, you know what I mean yeah, by that? Yes, yes, yes. Be, you're like, um, well, yeah, because you, if they didn't view well, that as a, the same thing, well, because it's a total different medium. So you, yeah. you, you can't go up and be like, hey, I got three hundred thousand followers on TikTok. You should give me a set. Literally, like, the first thing I would say if people, I was you, <laughs> uh, people would say, people would say, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. I don't care if you have a million followers on TikTok. I don't know you. Like that's. And that's that's the business. Like it's not about like now but the but at the same time, if you want to be in any industry, you gotta have a social media presence. Oh like for even sure. for your podcast. Not like, even close, yeah. Yeah. Like to. you gotta have you gotta have some sort of a social media presence. Like even if it's just like five people, like as long as you're consistently posting, that shows like that you're dedicated to it. So even if like your podcast has like I think your podcast has what, like a North of a thousand followers on Instagram, uh, somewhere around there. Eleven, twelve hundred around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's a that's a really good following for an Instagram account. Like, I would say most Instagram accounts have a like that are like a good Instagram account have a thousand or more. 
Like yeah. if you get if you get anywhere more than that, you're like you're really killing it. And not that you're not, but like that's like that's just like the mark for it. I I agree, and that's from a guest standpoint. Yeah. So I've had people on here that have two thousand followers. I've had people on here that have had half a million. Sure. Sure. And. The listens, so for me, the listens is what matters. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, of course, for sure. Because, I mean, my the reason that I have any success and have had a lot of success. I, yeah. And I, I have. I, I'm happy about it. Yeah. But it's my guests. Sure. That that's the thing is sure. that I have a, I've been able to, have a partnership with anyone that comes on who I don't know. Yeah. And we just kind of like this. Yeah. Like, like this, you know, yeah. you and I, not surprisingly, you know, you and I have been able to kind of just piss around here we've never oh, yeah. met before yeah, never no uh but it's be able to kind of like you know market both of us like hey the sure. S- and then you market yeah hey the episode's out you should check this out stuff like that yeah. that's what helps sure. me like you go to my instagram there's no pictures of me no one cares what i look like <laughs> sure, you sure. know it's the guest that's yeah. what really really matters and, yeah. I, and i'm not saying that in a negative way because I, I i think that's how it should be oh yeah you yeah. know when i do this i do this because i want to meet new and cool people sure and I've been super lucky that over God, you're gonna be what 180 episodes. Yeah, you're just another person that's awesome. Yeah. I've had three bad ones in terms of <laughs> 180. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Super great. I mean, I and and that's what I'm saying. Like, but with social media, like there's there's a guy I know. I don't I don't really like him, so I won't name drop him because Ted, I want to start a beef. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll call him Steve. And Steve. <laughs> Steve is not it's not his name but we'll call him Steve. Steve wanted to be in 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 an industry that he was good at but not got didn't have any doors open to him. And his constant thing was all these agencies were saying, "Hey, you don't have X on social media. You don't have this yeah. on social media." And he was like, "Why does that matter?" But it does. It really does. Oh yeah. So like comedians, you're not going to get a set because you have social media, but you're also not going to go very far if you don't. So it's like a whole like. Well, you're damned situation. if you do, damned if you don't. You, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in answer to your question, yeah, like it is, it is hard because you're basically starting at square one all over again. No yeah. one cares if you have TikTok or Instagram or any of that. That's all to make those connections for the people to get you on. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so, so you have three hundred thousand on TikTok. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we want to put you on stage. A lot of times, and and I don't mean this in a negative way toward you at all, but I'm I'm looking at it towards all those things. A booking agent's like, 300,000 on TikTok, put them on stage, makes money. That person doesn't necessarily care if you're funny on stage. Right. And that's what I mean in terms of you translating. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing I think, because I've heard, you know, people... uh, on a much grander scale, talk about like a, a, a TikToker that has five million views of stand up, like they're not funny. Right. But they can sell out stuff. Yeah. But I've seen your stand up. It's yeah. fucking funny. Thank you. <laughs> it Thank really you. is. <laughs> I think I think you have a hack where you already have something that's funny and you can translate that. See, that's the thing. Impressions are nice because the jokes write themselves. Yes. Like I don't really have to And do everyone much. knows, you know? <laughs> yeah. People like I don't really have to write anything. I like even if I even if I did write stuff. Like all my stuff's improv, but like I don't have to. Like Trump saying anything is funny. 
Like you can make anything funny with the right kind. It's of... wild because it yeah. really it's almost like you say Trump says anything is funny. It's the same thing in terms of news. Trump saying anything is news. Yeah, yeah. So it kills. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting that it happens like that. And I'm I'm very blessed to be on that side of things because just how it, it it I do have a skill that translates very well to stand up. Unlike some people, they might tell short form jokes on TikTok. They go to stand up and it's like, oh, no, I got to fill five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. Well, that's, I mean, when I made that analogy, I, I, I was talking about, again, the social media, social media. You're not the same because there are TikTok people that are quote unquote funny because they will post funny videos, but it doesn't mean they're funny. You are different because your TikToks are funny because you can perform funny. Which relates into performing funny, so it's 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 not the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, there, I think the other thing is that it, there's a competitive nature to it too. Yeah, like on the comedy side, it's I don't know, it's a, I don't know, it's it's one of those things that is never going to change. Yeah, the comedy is always going to be kind of the way it is, and like there's a people that are into letting you in, people that are not. They want you on a show. They don't want you on the show. I don't know. Right. And you're only two months in. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. but and it I seems went, like you're making the right contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Angela, I random person. i now friends with her, and she knew Brian, and then she was like, uh, she was like, Tuesday nights, because this is my, like, my one free day a week um, that, like, I don't have, like, stuff going on. And she was like, Tuesday nights, Judd's Tavern. It's done by Brian and uh, David and yeah, they're you'll, great. You'll love these guys. And she's like, reach out to them, tell them you're going. So like, not last week, but the week before, I reached out to both of them. I was like, hey, like I heard you guys do stand up. Uh, I'm gonna show up. Like, just letting you guys know so you could put me on the list. And they were like, well, are you new to here? Like, whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just moved. And um, they were like, cool, cool, cool. Like, yeah, come by. Um, uh. David was like, yeah, just like normally our thing is like, you know, send us like two five minute sets and just keep coming on a weekly basis and eventually you'll get like your own time. Because like what the way they do it at Judd's is for anyone who doesn't know, they have like um, they have like a like five or six comics that do about five minutes each off the top. And then they do what they call a speed round where every comic who does the open mic does one minute. And it's like a rapid fire, one minute. You basically go up and you tell a few jokes and you sit back down. So most of the regular people who just show up for the first time just do a one-minute set. But the night the night before um, I went in there, uh, Angela had done a show with Brian. And she was like, hey, like this guy uh, is super cool. This is his TikTok. This is Instagram. Uh, you'll like this guy. So like I went in to Judd's and I was like, hey, Brian, like you know Angela. She was telling, uh, telling you about me. And she was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I could tell he was kind of, like, I know Angela, but we're not tight, but, like, out of respect for that conversation, yeah. like, and so, like, I was, like, I was, like, I just wanted to, like, make the connection, like, hey, I'm that guy. And he was, like, cool, cool, cool. We, we talked a little bit. Then I go sit back down. And then later he comes over. He's, like, hey, you want to do, you want to do two minutes? And I was, like, fuck yeah, I want to do two minutes. <laughs> so I went up. I did my two minutes. and nailed it. End of the, end of the show. Uh, I go home. He, he texts me. He's, like, hey, next week, come do three. So last week I went up, I did three. And in the show, he was like, dude, that was great. Next week, come do five. So I'm doing a full five tonight. So like, it's just like making those like connections yeah, yeah, and then yeah, for sure. doing your thing. And then 
it builds itself, which is crazy. Show, it, it's yeah. like any other job. You got to build on top yeah. and do whatever. Yeah. yeah, but like, shout out shout out to Brandon and David, because like, that's super nice of them. I'll like, t- uh, so, I don't know you, but like, you're funny, so here's more time. Like, that's Well, great. I can tell you, Brian Cernick, one of the funniest guys in the city. He's, oh, uh, yeah, he's really funny. Just an amazing dude. You guys should check him out. Uh, David Horning, uh, him and uh, Brian Run, Secret Society. You guys should definitely. They do weekly shows. Weekly shows, and, and these shows, shows sell out. These are week, weekly shows out. Uh, they have people that come in like out of town. Like Morgan Norman was on one of these. Who's one of the Morgan best Norman. right now? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best. He's right so now. funny. Amazing. Oh my gosh. So you guys should definitely check these out. Um, I'm really glad you came in and talked yeah. about these things because it's it's odd to kind of talk about the things that you're doing right now, especially coming in two months in. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, trying to take the TikTok and like translate that into to professional um, to professional stand up, yeah. and you're doing that. That's great. Yeah. So I do appreciate it, man. Yeah. Where can everybody find your stuff? Um, literally, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. It's all the real underscore NRP. Um, it's, I tried to keep it easy for everybody, but it's the real underscore NRP and you can find all my stuff up there. It's all there. Nice. Yeah. Well, get, I appreciate you. Coming. I appreciate you having me on. This is oh, cool. Of this course, is, uh, you have the, you have the, I, I don't know, I'll say honored is that it sounds like very like, uh, oh, you have the honor, but like you have, you have the, uh, the, the first, the rights to me ever being in a in-person podcast. I've done one other podcast with my dad's college buddies on zoom. And that was a cool podcast, but like you've only done one other podcast. Oh yeah, this is my first podcast. So, oh, so I'm honored. Yeah, yeah I'm honored. Dude, like yeah. So I I hope I hope I get to come back because this is oh, fun. Oh dude, you come back whenever. Yeah, oh my dude. god. Yeah. I can't believe you've only done one. Oh other. yeah. No, this is my first one. I loved it. It was fun. Damn. <laughs> I feel like I didn't do enough. <laughs> no, no, no. This is great. This is great. Nah, bro. You were. This is exactly what I like in terms of. I guess we talked about yeah what you do. And other shit. Yeah, this just is the best random. Way. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. I do appreciate everyone listening, and please check out everything that Noah is doing, and check out the Gillis podcast. And that's it. Good thank night, you, folks. brother.